This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It's Wednesday, September 7th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a 58-year-old woman from Pennsylvania died after she was bitten by a bull shark in the Bahamas. <sighs> it happened about 2 o'clock Tuesday while the woman was snorkeling with her family off Rose Island, according to police. Authorities have not said where the victim lived in Pennsylvania. Police say the family arrived Tuesday on a cruise. Five to seven other people were snorkeling when the attack happened, but no other injuries were reported. According to Royal Caribbean, the woman was a guest sailing on Harmony of the Seas. However, the family was on an independent shore excursion when the incident happened. The cruise line issued a statement to ABC News. While on an independent shore excursion in Nassau, Bahamas, a guest sailing on Harmony of the Seas experienced injuries from a shark. Arriving at a local hospital for treatment, the guest passed away from the injuries. Royal Caribbean is providing support and assistance to the guest's loved ones during this difficult time. In June of 2019, a 21-year-old American tourist snorkeling off Rose Island was killed after a school of sharks attacked her. Uh, so it was a bull shark, they say, which yeah. is the most aggressive shark, like is even surpassing great whites. And also they're more apparently more plentiful. But what a nightmare. And apparently there were a lot of family and friends out on this excursion with this woman as she yeah, died. Saw it happen. Yeah, That's awful. Yep. Villanova University warned students and faculty of an accused campus prowler who they say took photos of female students from outside a residence hall last semester. I took one picture. <laughs> Stop it. No. Steve, they have his name. Investigators okay, right. say 40-year-old... Yeah, this guy. 40-year-old Eugene Hammond broke into an unoccupied student dorm last October during the fall semester break. He was later arrested in May for loitering outside of Coughlin Hall. Uh, the Villanova the police department changed uh, Hammond with, uh, sorry, charged Hammond with burglary, invasion of privacy, loitering, and prowling at night, and possession of instruments of crime. Officials say it was later learned during the investigation that Hammond took photographs of female students from outside a residence hall on South Campus. The victims who were photographed have been identified and contacted by the university. The university on Tuesday shared a photo of Hammond and his vehicle because he is not currently incarcerated for the charges. He has been issued a no trespass order by Villanova. Meanwhile, uh, the university is encouraging students to take a Appropriate precautions, including uh, keeping their blinds closed and their doors locked. Hammond is due back in court this fall. A company based in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, is accused of signing up customers for their service without their consent. The practice is called slamming, and you may be a victim and not even know it. Richard Pomfret of Gloucester County called six ABC's troubleshooters after getting an unusually high electric bill in the middle of June for $477. When he called PSE&G, he said that he learned that he was buying energy from a third-party company called Suns energy, but Prophet said that he directly, he distinctly recalls telling the salesman that came to his door that he did not want to switch energy providers. Is the hope that they sign these people up and maybe they'll appreciate this new service or that no. they didn't sign up it's for? It's wonderful. Not, or not notice it, because sometimes it comes in your electric bill. Right. It, it comes already in that same bill. So, so when when they're doing this, are they replacing out the original provider, or is it in and above the price they're currently paying for their service. Well, no, I think when you switch, I don't think you're you're then paying both. Right, I just wonder what the scam was, because you would certainly notice... Yeah, well, that's interesting, because yeah. you would have to, you would have to actively... Right. 
decline the yeah, other service and then yeah. sign up for the well, other. No, because what I'm so it comes understand. in okay. PSCNG. Sometimes some of these services will come in that bill. It, it is shown in that bill. Now they're they are sent a letter saying you're switching energy providers, but it may still come from PSCNG from their bill. It's just coming from a different. Okay, so they may not provider. have noticed the notification, but the Correct. bill will come. In other words, sometimes. they are now subscribed to this new service, right. but it is coming in the in that bill. Bill. Okay. Correct. So it looks the same as it was, but right. the totals might be different. And so he saw that Pretty there was sneaky. He saw that it was, you know, had six significantly increased. Uh, so he says when he realized the switch had been made anyway, he contacted Sunsea Energy after telling uh, Pomfret that they don't scam people. The woman on the other line also said she could not provide a document with his signature on it, indicating that he signed up for the service. Mm-hmm. At least three states have taken action against Sunsea, a big number considering Sunsea only operates in four states and D.C. In 2020, the New York Public Utilities Commission found Sunsea has a significant history of slamming, misrepresentation, and other mm. enrollment-related complaints. And in May of 21, it ordered its customers to be re- uh, to return to their default service within 60 days. In 2020, Maryland alleged Sunsea Energy engaged in unfair and deceptive marketing practices and prohibited Sunsea Energy from enrolling new customers and ordered it to provide funds to all of its customers solicited by phone. And then in New Jersey, uh, they received 75 complaints against Sunsea Energy since January of 20. 43 of them alleged slamming. So I, uh, it's had to have been a couple of years ago, I guess, where you started to be able to have a choice and where you got your power from. I right. My buddy called me because it was kind of like a side hustle of his. Somebody had pulled him in. It's, you know, I don't want to call it a pyramid scheme, but, uh, you know, it was some sort of a deal. Where so you get called... your power from pyramids? Well, no, no. But he was like, hey, listen, you know, if, if you switch to this company, he's like, nothing's going to change. You're still going to get your... And it's a weird thing. He's like, yeah, you're yeah. still going to get your power from Pico. Yeah. It's just that it's sanctioned through this thing. He, and you're, you're actually, your bill's kind of going to go down and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, give me this whole pitch. And I really liked this guy. Really, really, I was like, but somebody got their claws into him. And he right. thinks, you know what I mean? And, and, I just he, in case the default, my default position on emails, on anything, I says, I'm just, no, no. I, I'm cynical on it. And yeah. I, I just automatically assume there's a scam at some level. Case, we had the same thing. It was a friend. And yeah. And he came over. Uh, actually, it was massive meeting men. Oh, really? Yeah. And, yeah. and he did the I whole, have an opportunity that allows, we allows had, well-hung men. We haven't spoken to him in years. And, and he came over and we were like, okay, you know, heard him out, the whole <sighs> thing. And we did end up switching. And it was, you know, I guess it was a little bit cheaper. This was in our old house. So, right, you know, in the right. new house. <laughs> it's different. But same exact thing. We were kind of like, oh, okay, I guess. Is that part of, um, they call it ML. MLM, multi-level marketing. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Massive meaty marketing. Massive meaty marketing. <laughs> yeah. MLM. All right, so that, all right, so MLM is the legit pyramid scheme? Yeah, it's kind of, it's it's a legitimate thing, but it's questionable in, in its tactics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I understand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so as a result, New Jersey now requested Sunsea suspend marketing in New Jersey until all of its issues are addressed and resolved. Uh, Sunsea did uh, refund Pomfret more than $500. PSCNG says never share your account information with solicitors uh, or people you don't know. So sometimes they'll say, well, can, you know, can I see one of your bills or, or yeah. whatever? Um, because that's what they're doing. They're then getting the account number and they're switching you anyway. I've just stayed old school. I have the guy deliver the boxes of electricity up front uh, and bring them inside. <laughs> yeah. If you believe you're you're uh, being slammed, let 6ABC troubleshooters know and alert the New Jersey Board of Public Utilities. In sports this morning... <laughs> Yummy. 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 
The Phillies beat the Miami Marlins with a 3-2 walk-off win last night at the ballpark. They did it! Bryce Harper got a gift double in the ninth inning when Miami left fielder Brian Anderson slipped chasing a fly ball. Harper then scored after Gene Segura hit a single that sent the Phils to the win. Aaron Nola struck out 10 Marlins and passed 200 strikeouts on the season. This is the fourth 200 strikeout season. Hall of Famer Steve Carlton leads that Phils list with seven. The series continues tonight. Bailey Falter will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 645. Free agent center Montrez Harrell is signing a two-year $5.2 million deal with the Sixers. Harrell was the NBA's sixth man of the year in the 2020 season while playing for the LA Clippers under head coach Doc Rivers and assistant Sam Castle, who is now with the Sixers. The team finalized the agreement, and it includes a player option for the 2024 season. Harrell joins a Sixers team that ranked 28th in bench scoring a year a year ago, trailed only by Chicago and Toronto. And the Detroit Lions placed starting guard Halapolivati Vitae on injured reserve, which means the Big V won't be playing against the Eagles this weekend. He's expected to be out the first four games, but could be out for the entire season. Mm. Kickoff for the Birds. Season opener against the Lions in Detroit will be at 1 o'clock on Sunday. And that's what I have for you this morning. Well done, Kathy. Yes. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Got it. <laughs> All right, good morning. Welcome to Wednesday. We have some stuff uh, that we have for you to uh, well to enjoy through the course of the uh, next few hours. Um, it is a Wednesday, and that means we like to have a secret text word prize. I like this. A chance for you to win tickets to see Tenacious D. Oh. They're playing Sunday at The Man, nice. and the weather is looking good. So let's get you on board for that. Text the word secret to 39333. And we will send a word back to you, and we'll ask you to call with that word later on. The designated caller wins those tickets, and we'll also just grab a random texter as well to win tickets to see Tenacious D. We're presenting that show Sunday at The Man. All right, on top of that, we'll do a little live TV stuff today with Fox Good Day, and we have a good friend of ours, Gary Goldman, who will be on the show. He's going to be playing Sellersville Theater cool. in October, so we're just kind of checking in with him, see yeah. how he's doing. Gary's always great to talk to. Uh, and at some point this morning, we will also have uh, we have one pair of passes left for the Q and A and screening of Clerks Three tonight with Kevin Smith at the Keswick Theater. So listen up for your chance to win those tickets. We'll just give them out at some point during the program. So good stuff, man. I love yeah. it. Other than yeah. that, we've got the entertainment report ready to go. There's a lot going on uh, in the world of entertainment. I had to I had to sift through a bunch of stories <laughs> and throw some out and add some. Mm-hmm. So you were like an editor, like a newspaper editor. Yeah. yeah. And we've got spitting involved, uh, too, which is uh, which is in the entertainment report. We'll have a super question to give some stuff away. So we'll come back in a moment, remind you about things like the A to Z, of course, mm-hmm. which we are in the ends right now. Uh, and are we still in uh, night? No, we're, we're in the nose. We're in the nose now. It was the nights while I was driving in, and now it's the nose. Uh-huh. Uh, and we'll also get you info on Casey's Big Adventure. There's a bunch going on. Hang out with us. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, for, for Mel Gibson's sake, you know, we're in the nose right now, and I... I'm looking uh, down the road a bit, and I hope that we end up in the what sections, because then we could play these. Why is it not working? It's not working. Come on! Wait. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, weird. That one, yes. So, <laughs> the, both of those. Who knew that Mel worked so well for the A to Z? Yeah, there's like uh, there's. <laughs> There's like 10 what songs. So, hopefully, we'll end up with the what's during our show. And uh, we'll have a full Mel Gibson. I don't think we have. Uh, I don't think we have a uh, a whore section. Whore. So I don't. Well, what's is there one whore? There's no whore songs. Well, uh, there, well, so. no more from Disturbed. Right? No is whore. I will be your whore. Okay. Well, you could do it then. Uh, so yeah. Maybe. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Like two people yelling at each other. What? 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 All right. Uh, we're going to ask a stupid question this morning. We are going to get. <laughs> I said, did you get your hearing aid? We are going to give away a family four pack of tickets to the PA Renaissance Fair mm-hmm. any weekend this month, by the way. You'll be able to go to that. So the question we pose today is this. Embergris is a waxy substance that originates as a secretion from what animal? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that. Ambergris, a waxy substance that originates as a secretion from what animal? Call if you know the answer. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Today is Wednesday, September 7th. And while we are waiting your call, I'll mention a few birthdays. We'll start with uh, Corbin Bernson. Hit it. That's me on the saxophone. Uh, L.A. Law's Arnie Becker. Slick show. He was the uh, divorce lawyer. I believe was his character, and he, he banged everybody on the show. Mm-hmm. And of course, he was Dorn, yeah, in uh, Major League. Yeah, even you, Dorn. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> celebrates his uh, 68th birthday today. Corbin Burnson, uh, Julie Kavner, who got her start on Rhoda back in the day, and of course has had a long, long, long successful run as a voice of Marge Simpson. I mean, that's been her life. Yeah, that voice. Forever, and that's essentially her voice. Yeah, changed her life around. She, it's a little grandly. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the one who really sounds like herself is... Um, Bart? Lisa, no. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Uh, Yearly. Yearly, Yearly Smith. Smith. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But uh, Julie Kavner is 72 years old today. We had an intern named Sam, a female, yeah. uh, at Y100, and she had a really gravelly voice, and she, she started to get into some of that stuff. And But I thought her voice really lended itself. Oh, it was I, very unique, yeah. yeah she yeah. started to get into that stuff. What do you mean? Yeah, doing, I remember. Well, she's doing, doing uh, char- character voices? Yeah, somebody had, uh, maybe somebody was trying to work on like an animated series or something like that, and they reached out to us, huh. and, and she had done... But I, I, nothing came of that show. Uh, but I remember, I'm like, man, because that, that, I was thinking about Marge Simpson, you yeah. know, when I hear her voice. Oh, Marge Simpson. Oh, oh God. By the way, there's God. Sim- there is Simpsons oh, yes. porn. Oh, yes. There's Simpsons porn out there. There's Jetsons porn. I happen to like the Jetsons porn a lot. <laughs> All kinds of stuff. So when Judy wants money for the mall, you have some great pictures. Julie Kavner is 72. Uh, Tom Everett Scott, who's awesome in that thing you do. Uh, turns 52 years old today. Uh, wasn't he an, an American werewolf in Paris? He was, yep. And uh, he also had a role in uh, La La Land. Yes. The latter part of the movie, remember? 
um, and Boiler Room and this and that. He was on a, a comedy show for a while there with Lake Bell, I think, were they? No, no, it wasn't Lake Bell. Uh, I forgot. It was a pretty good show, too. Um, anyhow, mm. uh, he turns 52. Always liked him. And we had a chance to have all of the wonders on uh, during the pandemic. They it was were, great. They were doing, uh, like, live uh, commenting while watching the movie online, mm-hmm. and uh, it was wonderful talking to those guys. I think the Lake Bell show you were thinking of, Dak Shepard. Yeah, yeah, but there's another kind of attractive, funny gal, um, and I've forgotten the comedian actress's name, Nick. She was in Dinner for Schmucks, and I know you like that movie. I do. Uh, and I can't remember her name. Not Isla Fisher. No, it's not a... Not a household name. Not a name. But she's very, very funny, very attractive. And she and Tom Everett Scott did play this um, uh, married couple, and it was edgy, and and I I just can't remember what it's called. Um, Some bitch. Nick is looking. Nope, no, no, no. Hang on a second. Scroll down. Was it Andrea Savage, maybe? Um, Now we got to get to the bottom of it. (laughs) Click on Andrea Savage. Lower left there. Let me see if that's her. No, that's not her. See Lake Bell. Wait a minute. She was in Step Brothers. Yeah, the show. Never mind. <laughs> We're moving on. I'm so curious. <laughs> Too much time spent. All right. Yeah. Look up Tom Everett Scott. Find the show that he was on. Yeah, it was called I'm Sorry. Yeah, Marissa just wrote this. That's just it. That's it. So, there I'm you go. Sorry was a show? Yeah. All right, then. All right. Tom Everett Scott was in it. Chrissy Hind has her birthday today. You ruined it! She just performed with Paul McCartney. With Paul McCartney at the Taylor Hawkins tribute, and Paul was really angry. He was screaming, it's terrible. screaming at Don't me. you insult me! Actually, he wasn't. He was very, was very good. kind, and they did uh, "Oh Darling" uh, together. I Chris- love so our wedding song. Uh, my wife and I is, is Chrissy Hine, and. I just wish she you. Was, yeah, yeah, I just wish she was more pleasant. She's not a nice person. Not a nice person. We met her. We had her in the studio. The interview was difficult. Yeah. Uh, we, it. it uh, she kind of, you know, uh, would take questions and answer them snarkily. Yeah. And she did kind of come around eventually. Wait, um, I don't remember this. It was, was back in Y100. It was oh. pre you on the yeah. show. Okay. It was back when we were media. And, and we were real. I was intimidated, man, because mm-hmm. I knew she was a difficult person to talk to. And the problem is, you, the uh, the body of work. I really am uh, a big fan. Yeah. And again, you know, that's it. Just uh, it sucks. Yep. So, well, she's seventy one today. Bent Montench, keyboardist for the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers group, and uh, one of those guys, one of those just great musicians. He's yeah. tenchiest. Yep, he's so tenchy. <laughs> he was on the uh, Eddie Vedder's last record, solo record. Was he? Where it ended up sounding, uh, some people were coining it um, Petty Vedder, because it sounded a lot like Tom Petty's <laughs> Right. Uh, but it, it, it was Ben Montench's contributions that made it sound that way. Dude, I love that name. Petty Vedder. Yeah. A cover band should snatch right. that up. Totally. <laughs> Just Pearl Jam and Petty Tom songs. Petty, Petty Vanner. That's great. Uh, all right, Bent Montench is 69 years old today. That reminds me of a great name for a band. This goes back to the late 80s. Was uh, Do you guys remember uh, Dread Zeppelin? Yes. yes. Yeah. Love Dread Zeppelin. <laughs> all right, uh, Shannon Elizabeth, who we know from the American Pie movies, and a couple things here and there outside She was in of one of the, uh, she was in the first scary movie, too. Um, 
Yeah, playing basically her character from the other movies. She got a reputation uh, difficult for, for being a yeah. bit of uh, yeah somebody who's hard to deal with. But... Did um did her character in that movie? Did they say she was from a specific country, or were they like just do some accent <laughs> Eastern Europe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just do some accent, and you're from that country. Uh, Nick pulled up a list of birthdays. Uh, this guy's great. Uh, celebrates a birthday today. Toby Jones. Uh, you remember in uh, the Captain America series, a couple of those, he was uh, Dr. Zola. Yes. Who was kind of the man behind the tech. Yep. Uh, and so he was important in the uh, in the MCU. And he's been in lots of stuff. He was in uh, The Hunger Games, uh, The Mist. Uh, recently, what did I see him in? Oh, I, w- I went back and watched the uh, Nick, the, uh, the Harry Potter documentary. Oh, yeah. He was the voice of Dobby. Oh, I had no idea. As well, yeah. No kidding. I just watched uh, Deathly wow. Hollows too, and then, uh, like it's kind of a higher register voice, and yeah, uh, yeah I never would have put two and two together. Wasn't he also uh, in Wayward Pines? Uh, he yes, he was. was. Yeah. He was. He was the, he was the main dude, the guy who created. Yeah, it. yeah. So, Wait question about his character in the Marvel in the MCU when he um, kind of came back in Winter Soldier, right? Was that their attempt to make him that? That one supervillain. Do you know who I'm talking about? The one where he's just basically a head in a box. Uh, um, Morg? Morg? No, that wasn't. Mm, do you know who I'm talking about? Like Mo- Mobot or something like that? I know who you're talking about. Head in a box? Yeah. That's what they called him. <laughs> yeah. I, a, I, I know who you're talking about. It was Moog like, or Like Morg. a large head. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It, uh, with, a, with a kind of a mechanical body or something like that. I know. Yeah. yeah. Modok. Yeah. Modok. Oh, yeah. Patton Oswald did a series where he voiced Modok. Right. Uh, okay. Limited series. Uh, and it's. <laughs> One of the more unique-looking Marvel characters. Uh, I don't know. Did you hear that rumor? No, well, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw that. But I, you know, I'm not. Sometimes I will do the deep dive. And, oh, I wonder what that means. And then sometimes I don't. And that was one of those. Sometimes times you feel I, like a nut. Sometimes, sometimes you don't. You do not. Yep. All right, so, uh, yes, uh, Toby Jones has a birthday today. We also have actor Oliver Hudson. He is brother of Kate Hudson. He was on Nashville and Rules of Engagement. And I guess he's a half-brother of Wyatt Russell then, maybe? That's what the word is. Yep, so uh, he is 46 today. Uh, and then the final birthday I saw, Evan Rachel Wood mm. has her birthday. 13, True Blood, Across the Universe, The Wrestler. Some uh, She's fantastic in The Wrestler. Yep. Some troubled stuff, though, of late, and her relationship specifically with Marilyn Manson. Exactly. Yeah, so she turns uh, 35. Oh, she's going to play Madonna in the uh, Weird Al Yankovic story. Oh, and, wow. and apparently they just invented this entire room romance between Madonna and Weird Al. Yeah. And that's a plot point. <laughs> oh, that's oh, She sexually, she yeah. charges him. Exactly. In the new trailer, if you watch the new extended trailer, yeah. there's all sorts of stuff. Excellent. All right, well, we're looking for an answer to this question. Ambergris is a waxy substance that originates as a secretion from what animal? 215-263-WMMR, the number, and we are going to go to Andy. See if we can get an answer. Andy, good morning. Good morning. Look that ass. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is this? I, I don't yeah. know. It it's happened from? more than once now. Yeah. Lick that ass. Okay. Andy. Andy, uh, what is the animal that gives us ambergris, please? Uh, sperm whale. Yes, yeah, sperm whale. It's worth a lot, too, more, isn't it? More than gold. It's very, very uh, pricey. Andy, hang on. We are going to set you up, sir, with a family four-pack of tickets to the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. Valid any weekend in September. You can get ready to live the excitement and adventure of jousting nights and royal delights with colorfully costumed villagers and merrymakers. 
Ready to make your visit an unforgettable experience. Tickets and information available at parenfair.com. We are starting with Kim Kardashian. Speaking of ass licking. She's bearing her booty for the September 2022 American Dream issue of Interview. Now, I saw these pictures. This looks nothing like Kim Kardashian. Does it look to like me. her? Nothing like Where Kim are to they? me. Take a look right here. Nick's got that pulled up. She appears in bleach blonde hair and eyebrows. She has dyed her eyebrows blonde. Okay. And a pair of jeans slung below a jock strap that she's wearing for the cover photos. I think she looks terrible in these pictures. Um, interview always does. Wasn't Interview the magazine where um, this quote-unquote broke the internet with the uh, champagne into the glass on her ass? I don't remember. Well, it look, it, that's not her. Yeah, it doesn't look like her, right? It looks ridiculous. I had to to search around to go, all right, I need to make sure that this is actually the cover and this is Kim Kardashian. It looks like a robot version of Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. And not even like the, okay, the dyed eyebrows, fine, the dyed hair, all of that. Like, the face doesn't, it doesn't even look like her. The face doesn't look like her. Inside the issue, Kim addressed uh, accusations that she is using her new private jet, despite saying she's doing her part to combat climate, climate change. Uh, she told the magazine, I do what I can, but you have to pick and choose what really works for you in your life. And I don't like flying with the rabble. Uh, no, uh, nothing's, no one's going to be one, scum. 100% perfect. It just doesn't look it like It doesn't. It, who is that? Uh, it, she also opened up about her ex-boyfriend, Pete Davidson, who she uh, was still dating at the time of the interview, and she called him a cutie. Yeah. And said mm-hmm. he's literally such a good person. Literally. They don't really make them like him anymore. I'm excited for what he has coming up. Yeah, like um, getting dumped by me. Yeah, exactly. And that's what ended up happening. Yeah, these are these are disturbing photos. So <clears throat> it's so disturbing. Strange. I, it, okay. So you right. should try it, Kathy. I think it'll be a wild. Look like Roy Batty from uh, 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 the uh, Blade Runner movie. I mean, you're literally not yourself like yeah. okay so i'll take a picture and i'll let, let me pick who i can be <laughs> i'm shocked that she would let these pictures be published because it just doesn't look like her and i think she looks bad yeah all right well, anyhow uh so there's controversy Uh-oh. at the don't worry darling premiere uh, okay. there's a video where many people think that harry styles spit <laughs> on chris pine <laughs> So it's maybe he spit on Chris Pine. There's no confirmation on whether it happened or not. However, at the end of this conversation, I do have uh, an official word. So did you hate yourself for watching it over and over? I did. I I watched it like this a Bruder film. No, I hate myself for reading the thread that Nick sent me (laughs) of why all this drama is taking place. And that's 10 minutes I'll never get back. Oh, it was so much fun. Oh, my God. I loved every second of it. So, so there's 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 actually uh, there's word from Chris Pine's camp. But let me, if those of you not familiar, uh, apparently um, some journalists had to round up the cast. Well, no, this was uh, the conjecture that that we may have to wait until they round up the cast for a ten year oral history of the film before we find out what happened. But apparently, uh, you can see in the video they're at the premiere and Styles kind of uh, pinches his face a little bit, not with his hands, but but kind of like you, yeah. you know. He makes a face and looks like he kind of spit at Pine, who then pauses as he's clapping and looking down at his hands and goes, kind of like looks up like, okay, what was that? Yeah, yeah. That expression. And they end up, yeah, afterwards, they're kind of joking around and laughing. So 
There are a few theories as to what happened, and I'm not really going to go through them. It's actually as many theories as there are about the Kennedy assassination. So, Pine's team has denied that Harry spit on him. Uh, the Wonder Woman actor's representative told E! News on Tuesday, people are seeing some odd illusion of sorts online that is clearly deceiving. There is nothing but respect between these two men. Uh, this is a completely fabricated exchange, and any suggestion otherwise is a blatant attempt to create drama that simply does not exist. So you don't see any spit. Okay. Uh, but you see uh, him, he, Harry is about to sit down. He leans over where, uh, wow. I left Dang. the end out of funky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His face looks a little funky. funky. Okay. And then you see Chris Pine pause and look down at his hand and look up and kind of make this have this expression on his face like what so just happened. It, it did so, line up. Yeah, it lined up. But, but you know, way, a quick question to you. As So he's in, he's involved with, uh, Harry Styles is involved with Olivia Wilde. Yeah, they're a couple. Um, that was a very cold sort of um, interaction that they had. I, so there was... Who, between there, the... There was a body expert always was <laughs> dissecting the whole thing. Body language. Yeah. And this body language expert, he suggested, don't be surprised if you hear about a split between them because all the things he was sending visually indicated it's over. But I also uh, read that they may be doing that on purpose to look and appear professional as mm-hmm. opposed to a couple because you're talking about an entire cast of people true, in this film. true. Who the hell we do knows? that all the time. We're all involved in inter-show sexual relationships. <laughs> yeah. But when we're out in public, <laughs> don't let it show. No, we don't. don't let it show. We don't let it show. Uh-uh. So this thread that I sent to Preston, I, I just I can't believe that I read all of it. But Steve, it, it is like it's it's awful and silly and trite and complete nonsense, but I find it fascinating. I find and this I, one fun a little bit yeah, for some and, reason because so it involves spit, right? And and well, and then there's so, like there's so many uh, interested parties, like really? Florence Pugh, Jason, Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, Jason <laughs> oh, Sudeikis. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, all all of these things tie in with one another, and so uh, Spitgate has led to somebody uh, the, the the press tour. <laughs> Press tour for this movie is getting much more press than the movie itself because of right. everything that's involved with all. And then Harry Styles, Styles collar? What the yeah. hell's going on? Uh, yeah. well, it's everybody's huge. trying to distract from Chris uh, Pine's hair. Yes. That's what's going on here. His hair is so bad. He's like, can you do me a favor? Spit on my lap and wear a giant collar. Oh, so God, nobody I talks think he to... looks adorable. Nobody. Oh, my God. Yeah, what about one picture? He looks like he looks like. Um, like a grandma. Uh, how about the high waters on his pants? I hate that. It looks ridiculous. They're like going up mid-calf. Oh, Come on, man. I think he looks good. I didn't he's even, a good-looking dude. I didn't even notice the collar until you said that. Listen, the, he's one of probably the, the most uh, solidly, classically good-looking guys you'll ever see. So why F it up? Yep. Yeah, don't mess with him, man. Don't spit on that, my man. He's got those heavenly eyes. Blue eyes that just look right through you. Mm -hmm. He can bridge my enterprise anytime. I have not watched the actual (laughs) video of him, uh, quote-unquote, spitting yet. I've only seen doctor videos. Did you see the one where he drops a a dead goat into his lap instead? No, no. I need to see that. I need to see those. That's great. That's more fun than the thread that Nick sent over. (laughs) All right, anyway, we have some other stories. Uh, there we'll, is other news. Yeah, we'll go to this. Uh, the 22-year-old Jane Doe, who's accused Tiffany Haddish and Harry Spears of sexually abusing her and her brother, has written a letter saying that the officer assigned to her case hasn't done much to address her complaint and that she's more than ready to lay out what she feels is irref- a, an irrefutable case. She also said that Haddish and Spears need to be arrested immediately. Like, this person is really wow. buckling down. Uh, as previously reported... Uh, Haddish and Spears were named in a suit that stems from a 2013 skit uploaded to Funny or Die titled Through a Pedophile's Eyes, which Jane Doe, who was 14 at the time, and her 7-year-old brother were subjects in the video. 
Uh, she addressed the letter to the L.A. County District Attorney saying that the LAPD has no contact with them, uh, has had no contact with them. In two years since they filed suit, the letter stated this matter, breadth and complexity require your jur- your jurisdictional powers and resources to tackle and end the stream depravity committed by Haddish and Spears. So they are holding fast, and we'll see. But they've already lost, right? We'll see where this goes. So what's happened is that a number of lawyers that have been secured to represent these plaintiffs have have then come to drop the case or leave the case because they felt there was not substantive evidence to proceed forward. That's what they're claiming. I, I think you may have to end up just getting this into court to finally hash yeah. out what the story yeah, is. Yeah, what's going on. Yep. Uh, well, it looks like Jason Momoa is changing up his style. He shared a video of someone shaving off his hair for a good cause. Uh, he posted it uh, and captioned it, uh, here's the to new beginnings, let's spread the aloha. Be better at protecting our land and oceans. We need to cut single-use plastics out of our lives and out of our seas. Plastic bottles, plastic bags, packaging, utensils, all of it. Let's aloha our aina together. I don't know what that means. There are aloha our hyenas. No, aina. Our anus. A-I-N-A, together. Uh, Momoa's video began with someone taking clippers to the side of his head. He said, oh, man, I've never felt wind right there uh, while smiling. He also showed his fans his cut-off braids and said that he was cutting his hair to raise awareness about single-use plastic. So it's a big deal for him to cut his hair. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> if you see footage of him in that Baywatch Hawaii series from years ago, mm-hmm. he looks like he's 11 years old. Right. But the thing that always you can, his eyes are so unique. He almost actually has Aquaman's eyes. Um, he said, uh, I'm tired of these plastic bottles. You got to stop. Plastic forks, all that stuff which goes into our land, which goes into our ocean. I'm here in Hawaii right now just seeing things in our ocean. It's just so sad. So please, anything you can do to eliminate single-use plastics in your life, help me. End of the video by encouraging people to switch over to canteens and other reusable bottles to better serve the environment. Okay, good question, Preston. And Aquaman, how come no one saw the light of those cities? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I enjoyed the movie, but there's like millions of people down there. (laughs) It's like no one saw that. I agree. Kathy, do you think Jason Momoa is a good-looking dude? Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's, he's not your style, though, right? Uh, yeah, no, not completely Not Chris mine, Pine but... looking like Florence right. Henderson. <laughs> uh, Jerry Seinfeld is now a model. Uh, the comedian is what? starring in Kith's fall 2022 campaign. Uh, Complex reports that the full collection includes collaborations with Russell Athletic, the latest 8th Street by Ronnie Feig uh, for Clark's. Uh, originals update and uh, this, exclusive New Balance colorway. So these are shoes and things like that. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, Clark's uh, yeah. and New Balance, uh, New Era headgear and more. So Jerry Seinfeld is going to be modeling this stuff, believe it or not. I would imagine he has a piece of the company. He's not, you know, he's a savvy businessman. Now, Selma Blair is officially an icon. She's got uh, the Gap ad to prove it. The actress known for her roles in Legally Blonde, Cruel Intentions and more is... One of the faces of Gap's new Icons campaign, which, according to the brand, celebrates modern American optimism and creating a positive change by simply being your truest self. I want to be a model for Amazon Shorts. Okay. You know? I mean, we should all have our thing. Right. Do they make them? They have their own brand? Uh, just, or just ones you oh order? Amazon okay. fashion. Right. <laughs> Wait, the Amazon fashion influencers is a whole thing. Steve, really? We, we could set you up. These are Amazon shorts. And, and if you post them and then somebody buys them, you get a kickback. Oh, my God. Wow. I've been, I've been tagging Adidas in so many of my posts. That's all I wear in the winter, especially. I got, like, my Adidas sweatpants. 
Listen, we were about to sign lucrative deals yeah. for the, uh, the, uh, the the suits. The, what is it, uh, Nick? The uh, company? Velour. Velamino. Velamino. Yeah. yeah. We're about to be top-level Velamino models. I believe we are going to be the East Coast models. Okay. No, no. Casey, Adidas hasn't uh, reached out to collab yet? No, they have not collabed. Who, you know, you just bought a whole new wardrobe. Who who can? Who are you going to collab with? Mm-hmm. We, Nordstrom yeah. Rack. Ooh, who are you wearing? <laughs> a lot of Mark Antony? Uh, no, I was, uh, what's it, Casey, what's the name of this shirt? Okay. Rebel Wilson. I bought a few of these. Oh, ooh, Abound. Abound. Ooh, I like it. Abound. Mm. <laughs> a new line of clothing endorsed by Preston Elliott. Abound. The hands of a drummer, the soul of a singer. <laughs> the brain of a poet. The soul of a singer. <laughs> uh, so, nonetheless, yes, look for that new collab with me and Abound. <laughs> Uh, but uh, she found for morning show hosts. <laughs> it's exclusively yeah. morning show host clothing. Uh, so Selma Blair said, "How smart were they to include me?" She was joking. Uh, she said, uh, "This makes me so happy. I've not felt happy about photographs or a campaign in this way for a while." And for Blair, the campaign uh, has been a fun endeavor for her after, of course, her diagnosis with multiple sclerosis in 2018 and stem cell transplant in 2019. She's had major ups and downs over the past few years as she's learned to deal with her new way of life as her MS affects everything she does. She's honestly been very amazing to watch it, uh, you know, on, on Instagram she posts the, and the, the ups and downs. But uh, I've always liked her and it's yeah. cool to see her in a good place. Yeah, me too. Um, Steve, you had sent over some audio of uh, Jeanette McCurdy. Marissa, do you have that sent yeah, over? It's yeah, uh, so she was from iCarly and Sam and Cat. And uh, you guys are actually more familiar with her initially oh, yeah. when her name started popping. Yeah, up. Yeah, she's a fun comedic actress on Nickelodeon, and she sort of walked away from it, or it might be coming back, but she was on Red Table Talk. Yeah, and um, she she's written a book, I guess. Okay, and her mother was apparently like, and she said this before in other interviews. Crazy, abusive, mentally. Yeah, and she, it, like, Jeanette was kind of forced into the acting realm. Didn't want to do it. Didn't really want to do yeah. it. And stuck with it for a while. And when she had the chance to make her own decision, she got out. But her mother had uh, passed away. Her mother's, I believe her mother's passed away. And so, um, uh, and uh, so in this, there's a, in this book, there are a collection of some letters that the mother wrote to her. Okay. And so she reads one to the red, you know. I haven't heard this yet, so I want to check this out. This is an email that my mom sent me. Dear Nat, I am so disappointed in you. You used to be my perfect little angel, but now you are nothing more than a little, all caps, slut, uh, floozy, all used up. I knew you were lying about Colton. I had told her I was with a friend, Colton. Add that to the list of things you are. Liar, conniving, evil. You look pudgier, too. It's clear you're eating your guilt. What happened to my good little girl? Where did she go? And who is this monster that has replaced her? You're an ugly monster now. I told your brothers about you, and they all said they disown you just like I do. We want nothing to do with you. Love, Mom. P.S. Send money for a new fridge. Ours broke. Whoa. <laughs> the P.S. P.S. Send money for a new fridge. Wow. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Um, and has she, Nick, uh, look on IMDb. Has she done done, or has she, yeah, last thing she did was in 2018. And if you can see if her mother is, in fact, has passed. I, I, I believe it was her that... Yeah. She made some comments after the passing of her mother, and they... that's too bad that uh, that she had to go through that. But she's, you know, she's oh trying to. God. 
The name of her book is I'm Glad My Mom Died. Oh, my God. Well, there you go. Okay, interesting. That might be worth a read. Well, Uh, speaking of dying, I do have, unfortunately, (laughs) a couple of deaths. Uh, Peter Straub, best-selling and beloved novelist who spun dark fantasies and literary horrors, including two co-authored projects with Stephen King, passed away on Sunday. Uh, his wife confirmed that uh, he died following complications caused by a broken hip. Always liked his stuff. I read the book. Uh, was it the Talisman he wrote with Stephen he wrote King? The Talisman and Black House. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And I liked the okay. Talisman. They were okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I, read I, the not one. My, not my favorites, but uh, but yeah, it was it was interesting stuff. And there were some Dark Tower tie-ins, but. Um, yeah, Stephen King uh, wrote, uh, had, had um, said that he, working with him was one of the greatest joys of my life. Uh, the 14, he was a 14-time Bram Stoker Award nominee and 10-time winner of that. I uh, was also honored in 2008 with an International Horror Guild Living Legend Award. And highlights from his prolific four-decade career include his debut horror no- novel, 1975's Julia, and his fifth work, 1979's Ghost Story, and both were adapted into films uh, with the loose cinematic reworking of Ghost Story starring Fred Astaire. I, I, that, that movie should have been great, yeah, and it's not. I agree. Yep. Uh, so 79 years old. And then this is a uh, an influencer, a TikTok influencer. This is a horrible story. <laughs> I'm not familiar with her. Her name was Tanya Pardazzi. Uh, she died in a skydiving accident and was only 21 years old. She's a former Miss Canada semifinalist. And she was uh, skydiving in Ontario on August 27th. Uh, the company that she was with said that uh, Pardazzi opened her parachute too late while in the air doing her first solo course. Oh, right? oh man. Uh, she was rushed to the hospital, pronounced dead. Uh, the uh, skydive company said in a statement, the skydiver released a quickly rotating main parachute at a low altitude without the time or altitude required for re- the reserve parachute to inflate. Don't? Doesn't something start beeping like crazy once you hit an altitude? No, I think what happened was it says here that she released a quickly rotating main parachute at a low altitude, and then didn't have time to get mm. the reserve shoot. All so right. there must have been something wrong <sighs> with that first one, but she was already too low to use the reserve. So it's messed up. Uh, so they're working with police to try and find out. She had um, around 100,000 TikTok followers and competed in the Miss Canada beauty pageant. All right, and then uh, we only have time for one more story. Let's go with, um, yeah, this one. Uh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Announced yesterday he's going to take on 47-year-old former UFC middleweight champion Anderson Silva. So, okay. In um, a boxing match. So they're not going to MMA. They're not going to fight MMA. They're going to just box. Uh, Silva's a mega badass. He is, but he's also 47 and... Uh, you know, I saw the the announcement yesterday, and and you know, I, I don't know how Jake is, but like this he's is kind actually, of what he does. He's actually good enough, right? So he's the people that he's faced off against, but he's facing off with people. Oh yeah, they're way at past the ass high. end of their you know yeah. uh, uh, legitimacy, yeah. and so that's what happens. But it, Jake Paul doesn't take it um, for granted. He trains. He's in good shape. He's he's got a, a solid build on him, and and he's he practices. Yep. Uh, but. Uh, you know, fight fight a contemporary of his age range. Oh. He'd get destroyed. I right. would think so. Yeah, I mean, Silva at, at a time was the best pound for pound fighter in the in the UFC, mm-hmm. and then he snapped his leg in half. And uh, and you know, I guess I don't think I've ever seen him fight after that. Uh, the match is going to be October 29th in Phoenix, and uh, the YouTuber turned boxer's most valuable promotions. <clears throat> that's the name of the company. 
uh, said the fight will be contested at 187 pounds over eight three-minute rounds. So they're going to go eight rounds. And it'll be the fourth bout by Paul against a former UFC fighter. Silva is one of the greatest champions in UFC history. So, um, so you wonder, you know, what do they get? What's the arrangement? What's... What happens behind closed doors as far as what they agree to do and not do? But I mean, even if you lose, Silva's I'm sure going to clean up. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's going to be money yeah. to be had for sure. All right. Clips. Lord of the Rings: Rings of Power series takes place thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's stories, and introduces an entire cast of new characters. In this clip, Owen Arthur talks about transforming into the large. Featured very hairy Prince Durin the Fourth. The best thing about it was that I got to really become a completely different person. And the worst thing about it is that I had to become a completely different being because the the whole process. Prosthetic nose, the wig, the beard comes in like sixteen different parts. I mean, I love to complain about it, but secretly, <laughs> I I love that I get to be different. Day to day. Shut up, dummy. Uh, new episodes of Lord of the Rings, Rings Power premiere Friday on Amazon Prime. Um, here's our next clip. Oh, you're getting an award. Casey had to step out. All right, here we go. Uh, Amber, Ashley, Brianna, Caitlin, Cheyenne, Jade, Leah, and Macy. We're all here. Are all and we're all integral parts of the Teen Mom series, despite working separately. And here, Brianna de Jesus. Talks about bringing the eight women and their families together for Teen Mom Next Chapter. Ah, The best thing about it was... I'm sorry. (laughs) Very regal on Teen Mom. The thing is they're all very loose in their sexual (laughs) habits and are often getting pregnant with all sorts of men. At various young ages. At various young ages at all sorts of social events and parties and beach whatnots. What not? Floppy poppy and what? Absolutely. Yes. With their various lady parts exposed in the wind, enticing virile young men. Teen Mom, next chapter. Here we go. I feel like I was super excited to actually come together as one unit because technically that's what we are anyways. So being able to be on one show is great. We all got to come together for our trip, which was awesome to have everybody there. I think it's great. We all have a group chat. We chat with each other. Like, it's good vibes. Finally, good vibes. You're a complete dirty whore. Teen Mom Next Chapter debuted last night on MTV. So there you go, friends. <gasps> I said everything. It was always mind bo- Isn't that where Farrah Abram yep. came from? Teen Mom? Teen Mom, yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we have some stuff going on besides all that. We have a secret text word chance for you to win tickets to see uh, Tenacious D. Uh, Kyle and, and uh, Jack are going to be performing um, Sunday at The Man. Cool. Uh, so let's get you on board. Text word secret to 39333. You might win a little bit later on. And speaking of later on, we're going to give away tickets to see Kevin Smith tonight at the Keswick Theater. Clerks 3. He will be in attendance for Q&A. And then Kevin's coming by here tomorrow in our studio. Damn. Which is pretty damn awesome. So we have these things and more on top of the A to Z. We're in the no section. N-O. So make sure that you stay with us and maybe you can guess about what's coming up next. Uh, We will continue that. In fact, it's going to be no songs all morning long on our program. There are that many of them. So we'll be back in just a second. Stay with us. 
What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. You make sure I always see the daylight. Mana skin. Fozzie. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. By the way, I heard by far, to me personally, uh, the biggest train wreck uh, in the Back to School A to Z. It's what we call in this industry two songs that are texturally way different played back to back. And I was listening to Brent Porsche on the way in this morning. And we were in the Nights, N-I-G-H-T. And so it went from Night Train from Guns N' Roses. Right. To Knights in White Satin <laughs> and the Moody Blues. And it was just a complete mood change. Right. You usually do it in, in steps. Yeah. And it was interesting because, uh, you know, I'm using the term train wreck and we went from Night Train into <laughs> Knights in White Satin. So That's great. Love those moments in the back to school, HC. Uh, so in the entertainment report, which we were just talking about, uh, movies and premieres and stuff like that. So there was this thing where... People think that Harry Styles may have spit on Chris Pine in a video, and uh, it doesn't really look like he did spit on him, and Chris Pine's people said, no, he didn't spit on him. The folks at NASA are reviewing the footage. They are. uh, And they're being very meticulous. I agree. It doesn't look like that was the case, especially since they were sort of uh, chatting it up and friendly after that. Yeah. But it is a... I'm surprised at how universal, how well covered this event was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, is it, have you ever, anybody ever spit on you? Yeah. I, ca- I can't remember anybody in school. spitting on yeah, me. Yeah, but it doesn't count, like, because we used to spit on each other in, in, at the at the pool. That would, It would be a funny thing to do to somebody. With the water, your water in your mouth in the pool? No, actual. Just actually spit up? Hocking loogies. Oh, no. I would, no, 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 I would have murdered you. Yeah, it's I know, that's why we didn't hang out with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't take a joke like the yeah. rest of us. Um, no, we, uh, it, it was funny because, A, you're in the pool, you can just wash it right off. But right. also, B, you would get, try and get the person as they were coming up out of the water taking a breath. And so you'd aim for their open mouth as they were taking a oh! breath. A loogie, an actual loogie? Oh, yeah. Uh, I would have have murdered you and your family. Uh, No. Because I snot? No. Uh, No. (laughs) No. No! We used to... We would gleek on each other. Uh-huh. Explain is, the gleek for people who aren't familiar. That's not spitting. So there's a... It's there's an acapella a, group. No, there's a way that's glee. Oh, sorry. Uh, there's a way when you open your mouth and if you move your tongue, you can shoot saliva out from in these little bitty strings. I can do it uh, on command. You certainly... I have done it accidentally yeah, when I'm talking. And I spit on people and it's... And I, I'm mortified when that happens. Yeah. You guys have seen me do that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. You're a good gleeker. In fact, your accuracy is quite good. Yeah. Can you gleek the camera that's covering you? I, I can hit that camera you, right no, there. No, I can't. Sure. He, From right there. He, yeah. he did a whole... Didn't... Yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah. Hey, hey Kathy. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> did you We're get okay. that? Everybody get that? Slow it down. You can't see it? I went, I went a little bit left of the camera that time, but hang on a second. Hang on. Which would be me. Now I need a little... <laughs> left of the camera. I'm, I'm running out of... Run out of gleek fuel. Run out of gleek fuel. All right. And now Preston attempts to gleek the camera. 
Oh, oh no problem. Perfect. Wow. I got it right on top of it. Wow. Right down the fairway. Um, Murph, do I need to wash the camera off a little bit? I do? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's my camera. Well, no, I mean. It covers me. It, it, yeah, but now you have, now like, you have, now you have droplets a... on your. Oh, is there droplets on yeah, it? Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, I'll clean I'll it. Clean yeah, it yeah, you clean a second. Uh, I did have. Um, <laughs> hang on, well, I'm cleaning the camera here. Hi, hi guys. <laughs> hi, everyone watching at home, by the way. <laughs> um. As an insult, I, a guy that I know was, uh, I don't think they're not married anymore. So anyway. <laughs> no. He, no, he, he um, and I guess it's kind of an Italian thing. Yeah. But he oh, remember, yeah. I remember him telling me, man, I really regretted doing this. But they got in a big fight and he did the thing where you, yeah. you spit on the ground like at their feet. Oh. Which is like a severe insult, right? So I, I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen. Like old, you know, old Italian people. Uh, getting into this to me, that is nowhere near being spat upon. Right, but it's being, implied. It is implied. I spit on you. I, I will guess. take that any day over being spat upon. No, yeah. no. And you'll see people uh, getting in bites and stuff like that. And then when they're whole, when two people are being held back, yeah, like they'll start spitting. spitting yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you see it in, in like the NFL because the guys are wearing helmets and stuff like right. that. And sometimes when you see them like throwing punches, I'm like, you're wearing a helmet. You're you're not doing anything. Right. right. So. Really, the only way to show and actually be able to express to somebody how much uh, how much disdain. disdain you have for them is right. to spit at them through their face mask. Well, you're dealing with the yeah, you're dealing with the spitting. I, I guess there's no other way to convey revulsion at someone and to dis- me and disrespect. Yeah, it, that is that is. It's disgusting, in, just in general. The, the, you know, if you're packing a loogie into that, then I'm like, oh, my God. That's, uh, uh, it's a whole other level. I got a couple of uh, police and uh, corrections officers, and they're like, yeah, spitting. Constantly. It's kind of a standard thing. Yeah. But I guess technically that can be assault. That's assault. Right? If you're, if, yes. And, yes. And I, I, I recall stories where that was considered assault. When my brother was a, uh, he's a, uh, a, a police sergeant now, but prior to that he worked in a, as a prison guard. And that was routine, yeah. you know, that they're being spat upon. Right, yeah. Spitted. I don't, I don't, did you spit it on me? Did you spit it on me? I don't think Harry spit on, on Christmas. No. I, I think, you know what I think? He peed on Olivia Wilde. You know what I think? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think may have happened? I think, that, like, maybe a little bit of saliva dropped out of his mouth or something like that as he leaned over or something fell and hit Chris Pine in the hand and he kind of looked <sighs> down and was like, oh my God. I one time, and I was in the back of a car with some friends and I just turned and I talked and uh, it was a <laughs> girl and just whatever happened, I spat in yeah. her face. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh. I mean, the, I was like, <laughs> the woman, <laughs> I felt so horrible. And she was sweet, but I'm like, uh, you just feel like the lowest form of life. Yep. Well, listen, spitting's nothing, man. So I saw this. Oh. I saw this article. What case? Nothing. Okay. Uh, I saw. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm uh, looking at the video of of the of the spit. And Harry Styles. It, and yeah. Chris Pine. So what you'll see is Chris Pine puts something in between his legs to clap. Yeah. And then he looks down in between his legs. It's like, a pen. And then he grabs it again. Oh. So, yeah, you're right. Or is it a pen or are those glasses? Um, somebody said it was a pen. All right, and then he... Maybe it's glasses you can write with. That's what he's looking down at. Yeah. And he's kind of laughing at maybe something he did that he... Uh, that, okay. That's the whole new perspective, yeah. Casey. All right. A whole new world. Anyhow, it is a whole new world. <laughs> a new fantastic point of view. Uh, so I saw this article 
and it's a phobia clinic in Amsterdam. And they have open applications for an employee who is able to vomit at will. Oh, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and so far, over 100 people have showed interest in the position. So, so John, your resume looks great. Would you do me a favor and vomit in this, in this bucket? Uh, Kent Clinics in Amsterdam deals with people who have anxiety, phobias, or PTSD. Wow. And its specialists treat phobias such as fear of heights, aversion to needles, and claustrophobia, for example. And the clinic also helps people overcome a fear of vomiting. And it has put out a call for a part-time position in which a person will vomit on command to help the clinic's patients deal with their vomiting Phobia. So there are a couple different levels here, as I think about this. Now, are, are do you know someone who is a in-proximity vomiter? So if someone is vomiting near them, uh, they will vomit in kind? Not, I mean, when I was younger, yeah. I was kind of that way. Okay. Like, it could trigger me. If I saw somebody right. else puking, I might puke, too. Right. I don't, I don't. I bet there's some people just listening to are us gonna start talking to vomit. about yes. it yeah. might start to feel a little nauseous. The same way I feel about spitting loogies into someone's mouth. Um, but no, I, I I don't think I know someone who chain vomits like that. Uh-huh. Can I listen? I uh, vomiting would be easy for me. I just you know the fingers down the throat would do it. But I'm wondering about if if and listen if you can do this if you're if you're a listener, um, but without even doing the finger thing, if you can regurgitate, then a well-paying profession is waiting for you. There you go. <laughs> uh, upon command, uh, that's quite unique. And I know that there are probably people listening. There's got to be a handful of people who can do this type of thing. Um, and in fact, you know what? It was uh, uh, David Blaine was trying to uh, recreate a, a trick from a um, uh, like oh. a, a, a a master in the world of uh, being able to control his stomach, a, a, a magician of sorts who would drink water and kerosene and separate the two mm-hmm. and bring them back up on command. Right, right. And so he started training on how to do that, on how to regurgitate this stuff out of your stomach. And I think he eventually was able to do it. So there's the guy who's it's famous for, for eating light bulbs, you know, that crazy yeah. like British dude. And then and and back up. Maybe Blaine did this one as well where he actually swallowed like a like a toad. And and yeah. a living toad and brought it back up. You've seen you've seen this, yeah. right? Case? He was a, a toad or a goldfish, or right? Whatever. Yeah. Right. And, um, and he also what he'll what he does in his act is he like guzzles gallons of water at the right. same time, right? Uh, and then he ends up regurgitating it all. And I, I forget what the reasoning behind it is. If he's like blowing uh, out fire, not blowing out fire, but um, shooting using fire. shooting fire out right. with the with the water from his stomach, but. Yeah, he's he's yeah, able to was, do that. The, the other guy, the guy who was trying to emulate, could actually fire breathe, uh-huh. and and then put fire out. He could separate the two. He would drink both kerosene and that's water. That's Yeah, was, that's unbelievable. Well, I think they might naturally separate. They probably, do, and then one is going to come up before the other. But still, to be able okay. to do that, that kind of control, and you've seen the old, the classic nodding a string in, in the stomach and all. Yeah. I, it's got to be some sort of. But people who can do that. I want I want somebody to puke on the air this morning. <laughs> I want I want to get a, a somebody who can bring it back up. I'd like to hear it. Two one five two six two. Remain anonymous. W A Bill. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Bill. Uh, 
Sinner. By the way, the guy, uh, the guy who can like swallow Rubik's cubes and, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, and then you know change them in his stomach and then bring them back up. His name is Stevie Star. Stevie Star, not Steven Star. The right. restaurant. The, the restaurant. <laughs> uh, but we, yeah, we didn't have him in studio, did we? This mm-hmm. guy. I, I seems so very familiar, Nick. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's ringing a bell with me, but maybe I'm. Did just any one of us on the show swallow a Rubik's no, cube? And, no. He used to be able to do the cue ball too. You remember that? Like he would. It, oh yeah. Billiards balls and stuff. Oh my god. It's, yeah, it's really revolting. Do you know anyone? Now, I'm sure we know people who can burp on command. Oh, yeah. We yeah. all can burp on Zach, command. Zach I can is one burp of, on command. Uh, our imaging guy is a great... In fact, I think... Uh, I, this is probably not... I, uh, that might be Zach. I think I'm not so. sure, yeah. Uh, no, you can do it? Yeah. So you can burp right now. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I can't do that. My buddy... Um, I used to be able to, guy but I, I had that removed. I played lacrosse with. He could <clears throat> fart on command. Okay. Yeah. That's intriguing, too. Yeah. So what he would do is he would crouch down. Um, he would take air into his and he would himself, suck right? suck air, in, yep. And then in his butt. In his, in his hole. I've heard of that as yeah. a methodology. There yeah. are videos of people who can uh, can do that. We had a, a woman who queefed. Um, yes. We tried to get her to blow out a candle, did I think, she? Right? I think she did. I think she did. I think she was successful. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. She <laughs> cleaved out a candle. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I don't know if it's the same sort of control. Can you sneeze on command? No, but I can fake sneeze on so command. So I, right. I can if I, if I go out and look up into the sun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. That's I mean, Nick hears me sneeze all the time. Can you get your period on yeah. command? <laughs> <laughs> Start Casey. bleeding now. <laughs> yeah, Casey will sneeze in the bathroom. <laughs> To cover up sounds yeah. when he does it, like I know, I know, I know. <laughs> he does it, and it gets me every time. I always laugh. I have been in there when that has happened uh, before. <laughs> Casey, when you burp, because you burp a lot, do yeah. you burp? Uh, do the burps lessen the amount of farts for you? Oh, I. In other words, you're you're if, you, if you're burp, if you're burping a lot. Are you then farting less? <laughs> Actually, I am going to support Nick on this. So. That that has scientific ramifications. I'm curious. Are I... you expending your internal gas so. allotment? Right. It's well, because it's good. like the, I, they're not they're not that connected, right? Like if you swallow air, you can burp it up immediately, and uh, farts are generated from like uh, processing of the gas sure. and, and digestion. But at some point, there's got to be a door that keeps them apart. Is there a crossover <laughs> at any point? So if you are burping more, are you perhaps farting less? Could you it, conceivably, if your wiring was bad, belch a fart? Also, if you're driving your kids in for the first day of school today, uh, welcome back. <laughs> This is Could you imagine burping and and it tastes you know like, like rotten fart. eggs? Oh. No, I'm sorry, but listen, you know that the great, even the greatest thinkers of the of our of our world have thought about this at some point or another. Sure. Kathy yeah, and I were just talking. We were. We were hey, not. And you know how you know how like uh, a fart can kind of smell wonderful, your own, absolutely, your own, but. I don't think I've ever in my life burped and gone, ooh, that was a good one. No, you're probably right. Like, smell that. However, though, you do mm-hmm. get a reintroduction sometimes of something that you ate that was tasty and you enjoyed that. Oh, I like, had a taco like, for breakfast. Like, right. Yes. Oh, my God. That's specifically why I won't eat that food. Tacos. Is it the burp? The burp. It, it, if I taste it later on in the day, it makes me so nauseous. Really? It's why, why I don't eat donuts. Uh-huh. I can't eat sausage. Donuts make you burp? Oh my, like uh-huh. later in the day, oh, I will burp really? it up and taste it. And it. Uh, the thought of that, I, I will not touch on That's that. interesting. What food makes you fart the hardest? <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe Man, she, she might. Boy, 
not you, listen to the question and just volunteer. You guys know that that Blue Moon, that right. beer, that's the worst. Makes my and I like the way it tastes. It makes my mm-hmm. farts just rancid. But not not your burps. Your burps are fine. It's just burps normal burps. Fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It's it's farting. And rancid my, and my, in smell or similar to the band. And my buddy, <laughs> no, the the, the smell, oh, okay. not the band. Uh, and uh, but Time Bomb is a great song. <laughs> uh, my buddy Will makes a uh, a, a bean dish. Oh, no. And I've had it twice. And beans don't always do the stereotypical thing for me. But right. that one makes me just uh, repeat like a howitzer the next day. <laughs> yeah. Stephen, clearly you're not a drinker. But if you would ever drink uh, too much beer, especially in college, like if you would chug it or whatever, and then that that would force a vomit sometimes. It was mostly volume, but it was also volume combined with carbonation. There was so I could much, see that. So much force behind those pukes that it was actually... Uh, there, there was a lot of sense of relief attached to it. Like when you got that out of your body, you felt like a new man. I, so uh, there are people. So that whole vomiting thing, and in, in this study that you're talking about, Preston, there is actually <clears throat> for a number of people. Um, I, I would assume percentage-wise, a small number who derive sexual pleasure that it is a fetish to vomit. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. That, oh, that, my God. I've actually seen that. Well, I mean, two girls in one cup kind of had that yeah, thing going on. It's yeah. like, ooh. They had, ooh. That was a last-minute script edition. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, hang on. Let me go to some calls. I have uh, Jess. Hi, Jess. Good morning. Hi, guys. How you doing? Wonderful. Good. What's up, Jess? Uh, well, I never really wanted to call the radio to be like, <laughs> hey, yeah, I can throw up. On demand. It's not like a fun party trick, but wow. All I right. can do it. So, so you can do that at any time, and yeah. and, you, and you do you don't have to stick your fingers down your throat or anything. No, like that. no. Wow. When That's... did you dis- When did you discover that you could do that? Like years ago in college, I, I actually ended up having my gallbladder taken out. So just through the years of being sick, that's like how my body. It just anything bad. That's how it comes out. I got sure. Throw up, no problem. So just like I was yesterday, I was sick. And I was throwing up, and I had to take a shower. And I was like, "Oh man, what if I throw up in the shower?" Like, you know what? If anyone can make it to the toilet from the shower, it's me. Like, I could definitely. You can projectile vomit. Oh, definitely. That's amazing. Is there? It's not. It's not like my. You know, it is amazing, but it's not. I wish I couldn't do it. <laughs> but but okay, so it happens, like you said. You know the. the but you can also do it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Like if I get the hiccups or hmm. yeah, like but you don't get the hiccups on no. But but you don't get the hang on. You don't get the hiccups on purpose. Like if I'd said Jess, yeah. if I said Jess, puke right now. You could do it. Yeah. Wow. Same. Yeah, I'm not gonna. But yeah. Uh, okay, it's yeah. all right. It's no, all right. I mean because also you can cause sometimes for people who who do this, like people who are uh, you know a very serious thing is bulimia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can cause right. damage. Now, now you, I don't know, Jess. I have a Minions movie on uh, digital download. That's <laughs> uh, I'm willing to put that up to say that you would can. you be willing to vomit for the Minions? No, I think I'd have to join like OnlyFans. Okay. <laughs> By the way, you know that it's got to be sure in the OnlyFans sure. trans realm. Oh, yeah. Somebody who does that. Uh, have you ever talked to a doctor about it, or is it a problem? Oh yeah, they usually are just like, "Hey, that's weird." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, the doc. Thing, I yeah. talked to my dentist because I was worried. Like, I'm not doing this to lose weight, but are my teeth going to be? You know, jacked up from it, but they're they're so far so good. So from so. from the uh, acid in your stomach, yes, yeah, that yeah. that's damage. a big concern, and she's right. Bulimics will encounter that. Wow. Also, side note: when you get your gallbladder taken out, 
that bile that you throw up is like radioactive yellow. Ew. Yeah. Way worse than it used to be. Nasty. This okay. Been breakfast yeah. channel. Thank you. Don't enjoy your morning. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jess. I appreciate it. Wow. Okay. Well, she can now be. call in if you have bloody stools. All right. I know we have to take a break, <clears throat> right, Case? Mm-hmm. Can do this one last story here. Adam, you're on the air. Good morning. Web it down, go away. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. He's doing his tribute to now. All right, Adam, real quick, what's your what's your story you want to share? Yeah, so, okay, so I cannot vomit on command, but one time I was uh, eating meatloaf for dinner, and then I went over to a friend's house uh, about a half an hour later, and it had, you know, quasi-digested, and we were sitting down in his basement playing video games, and I had one of those burps that came up that you just kind of breathe out. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, it didn't actually have any, like, bubbling to it it was right. just kind of like a breath yep. and about two minutes later he uh smelled it he got a whiff and he was like <laughs> oh that smells kind of good and he's like oh man mom's cooking up some meatloaf right now. <laughs> wow like, no man that was my burp i ate meatloaf for dinner <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting <laughs> nice wow all right up immediately oh no that's right, thanks, that, that's interesting because kathy you said you you had your you if you taste if you have like a burp and you burp it up and you taste it or whatever that It'll make you sick. Ugh. I think I would find it disgusting if someone belched and I smell what they, they had. Smell what they had. I think that'd be pretty nasty. That'd be pretty nasty. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Well, listen. Well, this good be, work for you. Yes. In Amsterdam, <laughs> uh, the Kind Clinics, if you're interested, they're looking for people who can puke on command. All right. We <laughs> Sorry, take, Tennessee. We got to take a break. Uh, we have to go live on Fox Good Day. Oh. We have the Bizarre File. We have Gary Goleman coming up. And, of course, we're doing the Back to School A to Z. The No section is where we are. Nothing but... <laughs> Words that start with no, or nothing but songs that start with the word no. We'll be back. Thank you, Mel. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we are about 30 seconds away from going live on Fox Good Day, so why don't we hold off on traffic for a moment, Kath, and we'll come back to that in a second or two. Uh, we do have joining us on the program later this morning, uh, comedian Gary Goldman, who's going to be at the <coughs> Sellersville Theater in October. Gary's always a great guest, so we'll chat with him in a little while. And we do have a secret text word today, your chance to see Tenacious D. This weekend, here comes the music going live on Fox. Okay, let's get to President Steve. It's coming up on eight o'clock here. So we found this uh, survey that said, um, "Well, do you think you're funnier than your significant other? Like, who's the funniest person in a relationship?" And apparently, Mm. guys like to feel that they're funnier than the woman or their partner. So So they agree with fake laughing. Steve. That's not fake at all. Uh, So on my level, I am funnier than my wife. However, she's very funny. And she has a good sense of humor, a very uh, evolved, uh, she she likes all the sorts of stuff that I like. She is very funny. And she always says, uh, and it's... (laughs) 
She will, uh, sometimes I will say things in, in uh, that are completely in jest, but I have a delivery that sometimes, even on the show here, they'll say, it sounds as if I'm deadly serious, and then she'll go on and repeat something that turns out to be dramatically absurd. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, she's a great sense of humor, so pound for pound, and that little 110 pounds of body of hers, she packs a lot of comedy. Mm. All right. The standard, oh, I guess we could ask Kathy this. I always hear women say... What's important in a relationship? Oh, if if he or she has a great sense of humor, that's so important. Is that true? Is I that think just it bunk? is. Yeah, because if you have somebody that's serious all the time, like no thanks. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, do you th- think? Do you think though that because a lot of times they say, "I'm just looking for a guy who's funny." No, 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 no. That's not that's not the case. That's uh, that's, that's that's a bunch of uh, of garbage. However, Ooh. I agree no, with Kathy saying. Uh, so that's the first thing you think of, Alex, when you're really. Boy, I bet you that guy has a great punchline. You can you can improve your chances a lot if you can make a woman laugh. Kathy, am I wrong? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yes, with the big jokes, the fun time, like you. Oh, okay, well, he's not so bad. As yeah. long as you're attractive too. Exactly. It's, <laughs> you improve your chances of being that woman's friend. That's what happens. Oh my god, that's so true. <laughs> Are you saying you can't be attractive and funny? Oh, those Porsche belt jokes were a real panty dropper. (laughs) Not going to happen. Let me say say this, and Kathy, tell me if I'm wrong, but a lot of really hot men don't have a personality, so it's like it only goes so far. Yeah, I think... Right, Kathy? Yeah, and I think you guys are completely wrong. I think... Listen, if somebody's good-looking and they're funny, great. It's a bonus, but I think Alex is right, is you're not going to pass over somebody because they might not be exactly how you thought you know, someone you were dating would look. If they're funny and they're fun to be around, absolutely. Yes, they can become more attractive to, me, to you. Yeah. Preston, yeah. it's yeah. like exactly. the supermodels who say, I was a tomboy when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Stop it! <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> they were hot tomboys. Yes. Yeah. 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 But right. listen, the bottom line is, if you can't find, if you can't, your relationship's not going to last if you're not making each other laugh. I mean, that's all there is to it. It doesn't matter who is funnier but you've got to be able to entertain each other. That's a huge Right, because how do you think Mike gets, I mean, he's been successful. What is that town. supposed to mean? Yeah. <laughs> Certainly it couldn't how be his looks. Mike gets anybody. <laughs> oh, my God. You are a great time, and women are always like, oh, you're so funny. We love to be around. You know, that's. I think it's part thank of your God, charm. Thank God you got that going for you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten that same. That's basically what she's saying. Yeah, that's a backhanded yeah. compliment. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't mean it. Uh, I'm just saying it's a cherry. That you've been able to overcome your elephant man like demeanor (laughs) with your lively sense of humor. I am not an animal. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, guys. See you later. See you later, guys. All right. Try to bury yourself out for that. With that, we have to get a look at traffic, so let's get into that now. Kathy, what is going on? On the Schuylkill Expressway, eastbound, we're slow 202 into Belmont. It's heavy the boulevard to the Vine. Westbound, Passion to South Street, the boulevard to Gladwin. 95 southbound, Jams Academy. Through to Bridge on the Vine. Westbound, you're jammed the length. 95 to the Schuylkill Expressway. Uh, We've got a few things happening in New Jersey. 295 northbound, slowing from 30 to Haddonfield. Route 130 to the 42 freeway. Uh, And and then on 42 North, your Jams College Drive to 295, 55 northbound, heavy 47 to 42. And then over the Ben Franklin Bridge, westbound, your Jam the Toll Plaza to 8th and Vine. This traffic report brought to you by Acme. Shop Acme and earn four times reward points on gas and groceries with your Acme for You app C store for details. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMFR. All right, uh, real quick, uh, I think it was a couple shard outs I want to do oh, yeah, before yeah. we move into the beat file. I uh, got this. 
Email says, hey, good morning, Preston. Can you send a shout-out to my big brother, Dave Pope, for his birthday? His birthday is September 7th. That's today. Huh. Uh, but since we both podcast and uh, as well as listen live, anytime next week at work, my brother's a worldly known good guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a veteran, a teacher, a dad, a brother, son, and partner. Uh, my brother, sister, and I have bonded over your show, and it's really helped us br- br- bring us together while dealing with our elderly parents and just life in general. You have no idea how much we love you guys. Oh. Uh, in the words of Dr. Mike, love ya. Uh, P.S. Please tell Casey hi for me. He doesn't know me, but in my head, we are like BFFs. Oh, uh, nice. Hey, buddy. Uh, no, it's sincerely from Amy uh, Beaver. <laughs> That's her name. The Beaver. Uh, yeah, it works. Amy Beaver, number one fan in nice Sh- in Chalfont, by the way. So here's a shout out for her brother, Dave Pope. Uh, here's another one that says, hey, I've been listening to your show since PMS Days. Podcast you every night while I'm at work. And I wanted to give a shout out to my beautiful friend, uh, fiance, Nicole. She's a New Jersey native and moved to Lancaster last year. And I was uh, living... Near Hershey, when we met through Facebook, we're celebrating our first anniversary on September 7th, though I know it's a bit short notice. I may not get read until after that. She's a great partner to me and mom to her daughter, Emily, who's currently attending uh, grad school, Thomas Jefferson. And she's uh, been a great bonus mom to my son, Silas, who will be 12 in October. Love her more than pizza and ranch dressing. (laughs) And looking forward to the future. Uh, Hope to see you at the Cardboard Classic. Thanks, you guys. Keep Sucking on a chili dog and have a nice flight. That is from uh, Tim Hinkle. So there's your shout out, Tim. And I uh, wanted to throw some love. I got an email uh, just to remind people that the um, Camp Out for Hunger will be here before you know oh, it. Oh, yes. And the Aston uh, Township Fire Department in Delco uh, has started their food drive. So uh, we don't go, you know, plugging other people's food drives. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's that's up to you to do the legwork and bring that to us, and we appreciate oh, it and God everything. Yes. Yeah. But I just want to mention these guys and remind people that these are starting now. Yeah. And it's a good idea to go ahead and, and get on that if you do have plans to participate in the Camp Up Hunger. So thank you to Sean, uh, who reached, reached out, Sean Joyce, uh, from the Aston Township Fire Department. Uh, they're doing the fill the truck a fight against hunger, so it's really cool, man. And uh, it, we're coming back full blown. This is a uh, this is yep. a real deal camp out this year. Yep, I mean with all the bells and whistles, all the trimmings. You know, we're working camps. on you know some of those uh, those night events that we had done, oh, house yeah. bands, and all that stuff. I had a question for you guys about uh, fire departments, Preston Steve, because you guys both have pools. Uh, my neighbor, by the way, just yeah. got a swim spa. I'm so uh, I'm so happy for him, <laughs> dude. So I my heart that, yeah. aches for you. you you should have one of those. Oh, I was like, hey, Mike, by the way, I'm going to be there. Like, I'm like, I'm not knocking up on your door. You're just going to look out your window and you're going to see some fat dudes <laughs> swimming in your pool, just so you know. So anyway, yes. I had heard uh, that you can make a donation to a your fire department and they will come out and fill your pool for you. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever heard that? Is I have. That... Okay. I, mean, I don't have a pool, but I've heard that same thing. Yeah. All right. And that With is a... fire? Uh, not with no, fire. no, no, with water. Oh, water. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so uh, I actually, I, I'm sure, Preston, the same thing was with you. you a company came out and, yeah. and, and filled it up. Didn't even know about the fire truck thing. No, I didn't know about the I, fire I, truck. I, I thought they would use that for putting out fires. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they have, uh, you know, reserves in their... Uh, in the in the actual truck itself, so right. I just wasn't sure if you guys had heard. No, that or I had not. not. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe that's an option. All right, cool. Do not know. All right, we need to do the bizarre file. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. 
All right. Uh, Kathy had this story in the news, but uh, I'm going to reiterate this in the Bizarre File. But an American tourist, uh, possibly from Pennsylvania, that's what I had heard on the news, was killed by a shark attack in the Bahamas. Uh, the woman whose name is not released was snorkeling with a group of five to seven relatives when she was attacked by a bull shark. Uh, the area is about a half mile northwest of Rose Island, a private island off the coast of Nassau. The woman, who officials said was 58, had no vital signs after the attack. She arrived in the Bahamas via a cruise ship on Tuesday morning, and a private tour uh, boat took her to group snorkeling uh, off of Rose Island. And family members actually saw the attack happen. It's just horrible. Along with the tour operator, they pulled her from the water, took her uh, for, uh, by boat to Fort Mon- Montague in on Nassau, and the area of the attack was cordoned off and closed indefinitely to snorkelers. Uh, so, yeah, she didn't make it horrible. So I, I'm not that familiar with this, but I, I am, you know, kind of interested in, in shark attacks around the world and, and mm-hmm. the, the data relating to that. I don't consider that area an active attack area. But they I, said it was. There was somebody, uh, a 21-year-old, who was killed in that same area. But yeah, I mean, in 2018. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, yeah. overall, what, you know, you always think, you, you don't hear a lot of stories coming out of the Caribbean in that area that... Right? Or am I crazy? Am I just I blocking it out? Uh, bull sharks are one of the most common when it comes to unprovoked attacks on humans. Uh, they're large, capable of inflicting serious injuries, commonly found in areas where humans enter the water and have teeth designed to shear rather than hold. So it's just the worst of all right there. A chimpanzee that escaped from a Ukrainian zoo was returned to the facility on a zookeeper's bike. Huh. Did you see this? Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> a, officials at uh, Kharkiv Zoo said the chimpanzee named Chichi uh, w- had escaped from the facility Monday and wandered nearby streets to a local park. Zookeepers followed the primate and Chichi approached one of the workers when it started to rain. Uh, the zookeeper put a yellow raincoat on the chimp Aww. and wheeled her back to the zoo on the seat of a bicycle. Could you do me a favor and play Fleetwood Mac? Uh, <laughs> yes. The chimp's bike ride was caught on camera by witnesses, <laughs> and the method of Chi-Chi's escape was unclear. Uh, Chi-Chi. Yes, thank you very much. Favorite American band, though. They're part, some from England, I guess. I'm not familiar much with story, but the music suits. <laughs> it really helps you relax. It does it? very much. So. Uh, Chichi was one of uh, numerous animals evacuated earlier in the Russian invasion from uh, Feldman Eco Park, an outdoor zoo in the uh, Kharkiv region. I wish Stevie and Lindsay could patch up their differences. That was uh, determined to be dangerously close to targets in uh, Russian shelling. More than 100 animals and multiple employees and volunteers died as a result of Russian bombs before the zoo was evacuated. Wow. But they got this one back safe and sound. Here's another animal story. Southern California has been plagued with tiny, aggressive sea bugs that eat human feet. Oh. And now, I hate sea bugs that eat human feet. And now scientists finally identify the hungry culprit that has left many beachgoers in pain. Scientists identify the bugs as waterline isopods, officially known as Excrecolona Chiltoni, nicknamed mini sharks. Mini. These tiny crustaceans can grow to about 0.3 inches long and can form swarms of more than a thousand bugs. Do we have them in this area? Not that I know of. Okay. The isopods tend to live in the shallow waters of the Pacific Ocean. Okay, and this is the Atlantic here, right? Yes, it is. They okay. seasonally migrate up and down the coast in search of food. Now, the mini shark tends to go after human feet, biting into flesh and sucking blood. Like the animal itself, it bites. Uh, the bites tend to be small. We're going to need a smaller boat. How, 
perfect. That's a Jaws joke. We're going to need a smaller boat. I get it. However, individuals bitten by the the crustacean can experience sharp pain. People attacked by the isopods describe the bite as being painful and surprising, noting how the bugs look like a group of tiny piranhas that attacked their feet and ankles. Those attacked noted that the pain faded after 15 to 20 minutes. Now, listen to what the experts recommend you do. The experts recommend that beachgoers rapidly shuffle their feet... To reduce the number of bites, although beachgoers are still likely to be bitten, so just keep shuffling. To so the Charleston, right? And that'll keep uh-huh. the, that'll keep the biting to the minimum <laughs> while you're in the ocean. Wow, man, I, I hate well, you go to the beach and you get bit by things. And what is that? You know, yeah. I hate that. All right, here's one of these stories. These are always messed up stories. A toddler was declared dead by doctors, but relatives at her funeral later realized she was in fact alive. Camila Roxana Martinez Mendoza, who was three years old, was taken to the hospital in the central Mexican state of San Luis Potosi uh, to be treated for dehydration. She was released from the hospital, but soon became unwell again. Her parents took her back to the hospital, where her family claimed the doctors were negligent. The family, in a lawsuit, said the hospital staff was slow to give uh, Mendoza an IV drip and oxygen. It later declared the child was dead. The mother said... Um, they, she was still hugging me and they took her away and oh. told me you have to let her rest in peace. Oh my God. And so at her funeral, uh, the mother noticed condensation on her daughter's glass casket. When she told mourners that her daughter was still breathing, uh, she was told that grief was causing her to hallucinate. Um, Mendoza's grandmother then noticed that the three-year-old's eyes were moving. She had a heart rate of 97 beats per minute. The toddler was rushed to the hospital in an ambulance, in which reports say her heart rate was rapidly dropped. She was later declared dead for a second time. Probably could have saved this kid. Dear God, that's just... The first cause of death was listed as dehydration. The second was cerebral edema, which is brain swelling. So that's messed up. All right, we can't end on that one. So let's go with something a little bit lighter. Uh, All right, yeah. Um, as in Tennessee, a man was arrested after a woman told police he was pleasuring himself outside her window while charging his phone in an outdoor outlet at her house. Uh, yeah. So he's, you know. So I was charging my phone. I thought I'd smack it around a bit. Uh, police responded to a home at approximately 1125 a.m. Are you going to get the new iPhone? Once on the scene, officers said they saw Enrico Corr laying on the ground with his pants down. <laughs> Uh, the homeowner told police Hi, that, how are you? <laughs> that Cor was outside of her house, pleasuring himself in fuel, full view from a bedroom window. Uh, he was also accused of charging his phone in an outlet during the same time. A- adding insult to injury. Yeah. yeah. Perverts that steal your electricity. Uh, Cor was arrested and charged with public indecency after that. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file. I would like to give this away right now. Mr. Kevin Smith has got an event tonight. It is the Clerks 3 Convenience Tour. Wow. It's at the Keswick Theater tonight. Uh, you see the movie, and then Kevin does a Q&A after. And you know he t- he talks up a storm. He's yeah, so he fan-friendly. So we'll take caller number 20, and we'll give you those tickets. 215-263-WMMR. And keep in mind, Kevin's stopping by here tomorrow morning. Love it. It's really cool. So let's give that to you now. 215-263-WMMR. Caller 20. We'll be back in a moment. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.7.
93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Nice text. Uh, it says, hey, guys, I know you hear this all the time, but uh, God bless streaming. I moved to Maryland two years ago this month and didn't realize how much I missed good radio and top-notch morning shows. Keep doing what you're doing, and thanks for rocking. Colleen G., and previous uh, Jersey girl in Maryland, and Nick said, I hope you're living your best life in Maryland, and she just wrote back, meh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, well, thank you. We appreciate it. What was she listening to? Uh, us. Oh! Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was, By the way, nice. Casey, follow-up. You were curious if uh, fire companies would fill your swimming pool. Overwhelmingly, text coming in <laughs> saying, no, they do not do that. No. They used to do that. Okay. And they don't do that anymore because they might need that water should a fire pop up and, you know. Because it's, it's kind of what you use. Yeah. It's kind of important. Yeah. So, anyhow, that was just kind of a follow-up. Uh, on that, um, uh, oh, real quick, a reminder, Casey's Big Adventure coming up on the 19th. We made the announcement yesterday that one Mr. Jackie Bam Bam will be joining him for the trip. So, uh, basically, you're Neil Armstrong, he's Buzz Aldrin. That's yeah. exactly right. And he'll be joined, uh, they will be joined by uh, Kyle McCarty, Wide Angle Kyle. He'll be <laughs> filming it all. <laughs> Kyle. That's Kyle singing there, by the way. And uh, our friends at Subaru have lent us an ascent that the guys are going to be driving. And they'll be staying at Marriott hotels around the country on the way. Um, and what's the latest? What did Jackie uh, tell oh, you? Well, uh, I uh, plan on getting phone calls from Jackie either every night or every morning. Last night he called me around 10 o'clock. I did not answer. <laughs> Uh, and then, so he called me this morning uh, on my way into work, and we talked for a while. So he wants... Uh, he wanted to know if I was bringing a passport with me. <laughs> a passport. You know. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're staying within the United States. Well, we are going to New Mexico, Steve. Oh, so. New <laughs> no, Mexico. You didn't say that, No, no. Passport. I told him I was not. Uh, and he said, okay, well, I just I wanted to make sure that, like, if you had yours, that I had mine. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay. <laughs> we um, need to see your papers, please. And then. Uh, you say on radio. Yeah. He also wants to take the first leg of driving, right? So he wants to drive the first, he said, 10 hours. Uh, so when we leave here, he wants to drive. He's like, I'm a good driver. And yeah. so, he, yeah. I wonder what kind of driver he is. Uh, you know, that's something that I was thinking. We didn't question. even think of that? I know. Uh, maybe he's good because he never wears binding underwear. Yeah. So yeah. His leg mobility is are, really good. Now, Casey, are you packing any women's clothes? Uh, yeah. I guess I have to. I mean, at least for one day. <laughs> right, one day. Yeah. I, I will make, does, make, where, do a dress like Jackie Day. Where does he shop? Deb, Mandy. He's, oh, and he, yeah, what's 21 forever. Um, yeah. No, Hot no, no. He, he, it's a specific yes, women's. Wait, and I know oh, it. Really? I can't think of the name H&M? of it. H&M? No, 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 no. It's an it's old. Women's you wouldn't only. even know it. Okay. Is, is right. it Deb? Is Deb no. even open anymore? Uh-uh. It's not Deb. It, it used to be at the Roosevelt Mall. I used to drive from uh, high school. We would get it, pack our, the car, my friend's car, and all the girls would go to this store and we would shop, uh, and I cannot think of the damn name what, of it. What shopping center is it in? It was in uh, at the Roosevelt Mall, along Roosevelt with Boulevard, Mall. Okay. Uh, the Boulevard. Yeah. And um, that's because I remember having this conversation with Jackie. That and that's, that's where, where he shops. shops. Yeah, that's and adorable. He also, it, the, the other thing he told me was that uh, when we're listening to the radio, when we, when we leave this listening area, when we have the radio on, the second the DJ starts talking, you have to shut up. He's like, that was always the rule growing up when he was uh, a, a kid and, and he'd be in the car with his dad. The second the DJ started talking, everybody stopped talking and listened to what the DJ has to wow. say. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty brutal. I think brutal. it's Joyce Leslie. Joyce Leslie? Never heard of that. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's Joyce right. Leslie Designs. And that's where he gets uh, all his Jackie Bam yeah. Bamness. Wow. I, I'm... 
so excited for this. We're closing at 2 o'clock today, Joyce Leslie, because Jackie's coming by for a special show. <laughs> the, the 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. phone calls I'm not looking forward to for the next two weeks, but uh, yeah. but it, the drive itself... It's uh, going to be a lot it's of gonna, fun. He is such a great, fun guy. Kathy, Dude. does this make any sense to you? I texted him, where do you shop for your clothes? And he wrote back, LOL, question mark, question mark, question mark. Low dollar girl shops like Rainbow? LOL. Ask Romano. <laughs> I think, well, so, yeah, the low price ones, that would, uh, Joyce Leslie would be one of them. Okay. And is Rainbow one as well? I don't know Rainbow. Somebody okay. texted in and says, Rainbow Shop, question mark. Okay. Yeah, all right. All and right. that was before you read that, Nick. All so, right. yeah. so that yeah. must be it. Rainbow is uh, one of them. So, Casey, you got to do a little shopping spree. Okay. Do we have a Rainbow connection? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I do actually have women's pants. Uh, if you remember, I bought them at uh, I bought uh, I bought them at CVS. Where did That's you right. remember? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We found out you could buy clothes oh, yeah. at CVS. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I bought women's uh, legging corduroys to see, and I wore them to see how long it would take for you guys to notice. Corduroys, chickass, chickass, <laughs> corduroys, corduroys. Yeah, corduroys. Okay, cords. I yeah, put the said, emphasis on the different On Royce. Yeah. 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 You oh, normally Royce. do that? I don't know. Corduroy. <laughs> Corduroy. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I shot the clerk. Anyhow, uh, this starts on the 19th, and yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. All right. Uh, in the meantime, I think we should. Are you the OG? <laughs> no, not the, the OG. No, we're going to open up the store, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so. I think we need to go shopping today. So I got to head down to the general store, the largest store you're ever going to see in your entire goddamn life. And sometimes it's uh, like uh, reporting on things like, you guys see the guy that do the climb to the top of the Ben Franklin Bridge? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What the hell was that all about? It's on no. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and so he walked up the suspension, uh, you know, I don't know what you call those things. I love cable. it, man. The big cables, I guess. So he and did it supervised. No, 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 no. 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 It was like six o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. Look, Nick, Nick's got pictures of him here, uh, Kathy. That's him at the top of the yeah. tower, which is like, I want to say it's like three hundred and eighty feet high or something ridiculous like that. And he wasn't tethered, right? Like he didn't no. take any. He didn't cautions. even have a shirt on, dude. Well, why? Well, he want to catch some rays? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Uh, and I, I saw a quick blurb about it. I didn't get to read the whole story, but apparently it looked like he was, um, uh, he may have been scattering ashes. That's what I heard. Um, now they have those, those cables along the cable, Mm -hmm. uh, that are, that assist you in this, in the ascent. Yep. Um, but yeah, is there a way internally? There can't be. There's no structure that would support going up. What, take an elevator up? Or, or stairs within... It doesn't yeah, look like it? I don't know. Croce did it. Yeah, Pat Croce did it. But he did it on uh, the he, wall women. He repelled down. No. No, 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 no. He did it for the Sixers when they were yeah. in the finals. Yeah, I remember. I he thought repelled? he repelled down. I don't think so. Or did he climb up he it? Climbed he climbed it. up it. But he, I mean, that was completely su- supervised. And, yeah. You know, yeah. It, was, it was for the cameras and everything like that. Then he went up there with a banner saying, go Sixers. Okay. Um, Steve, my dad climbed the George Washington Bridge and did a handstand at the top. Oh, oh my God. That doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Illegally? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Who, who was he banging at the time? <laughs> wow. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, so, yeah, I, d- I don't think they've uh, found out who this guy was. Oh, get out. He just went up and got away with it? Yeah, I'm reading the story. Police don't have any related information. Um, and a person who, let's see, they call the police. So which police investigate? Um, Jersey? Or- Delaware River Port, okay. Port Authority. Uh, so, yeah, interesting. So, I guess the dude was going up there to maybe 
honor the wishes of someone, which, which is pretty cool if, that's, is. if that's the case, if, if that's what was happening. Um, and uh, there's a picture of the guy climbing back down, I guess, to get up to that cable where, where they have the wires where you can walk up. You still have to climb somewhere to get up onto that part initially, and that looks like it's at least... 15 feet high, 20 feet high yeah, to get it, up it, to it that. doesn't just start at street uh-huh. level. You have yeah. to get up to that point to do it. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, the, you know, like if you go to um, one of the big things to do in Sydney, yes. Australia, is to assess, is to do the bridge that way. But yeah. it's designed for tourists. Yeah, to a, friend do of mine, that. a friend of mine did it. He said it was really cool and yeah. scary. Yeah. You know, it doesn't look that high when you're looking up there. But when you get up there, it's yeah. like, oh, my God. Uh, and apparently, let me see here, some stats is from BillyPenn.com. Ben Franklin, Franklin Bridge is about a mile and a half long. Uh, it sits about 135 feet above the Delaware River. About 38 million vehicles cross over an average year. Um, and they had indicated that uh, in 2017, two people were arrested at the top of the Ben Franklin Bridge after a stunt that shut down the traffic. Mm. Uh, crews closed the roadway after reports of uh, two men dressed in black and carrying backpacks. This guy uh, was arrested, there, too. There were photographers who were making a hobby of capturing pics from high-rise angles. So they got this guy? Yeah, un- un- uh, identified the climber as a male, and then he was taken into custody with no injuries. Okay. Um, Is this bridge named after anyone in particular? Ben Franklin. Oh. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> he was a dude. <laughs> he was a president. No. <laughs> Is there a lot of people yeah, who do believe he was? Yeah. Uh, it was very, I thought that was very interesting, though, and the fact that he um, uh, got arrested, I was not aware of that. Which you know, yeah, you would, you can't, you can't be doing that. No, people die doing because that. also people have, end up having to rescue you. Then their lives are at harm. But yeah. that's one of the classic things. It's that movie that just came out. Is it called Height? Or oh yeah, yeah. Where, where the the antenna? The, basically, these girls climb what would be like the Roxborough antenna, you know. Yeah, and uh, they get stuck up there, yeah. you know, and that's and they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, they're they're, yeah. they're they can't reach out to people to help them, so that's crazy. All right, let me see what else. We'll go to a different. Let's go to the art section of of the store. It's an incredible section it's where they have the Mona Lisa. Um, I love this story, uh, and I had no idea. That this guy was from Kutztown, Pennsylvania. A painting on the wall of a home in Kutztown is expected to sell for as much as $50,000 because of who created it. The small gem was left behind by artist Keith Herring oh. on the wall of his childhood bedroom. Whoa. Wow. That's Did you guys amazing. know that Herring was from... Uh, no clue. From right. Kutztown. Who's Keith Herring? Sorry, guys. Here, Nick will pull up uh, 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 Herring. You, you, you recognize... He invented the fish. His artwork. That's actually it, yeah. Nick. That's the one. Have you ever seen What's those, those yeah. pieces of art? So that was Keith Herring. I used to have a few prints hanging up sure. in, in my uh, apartment when I was younger. I just thought it was really cool, unique work. Um, so Scott and Angela Garner have lived in the home in, on White Oak Street since, two th- Street since 2004. Uh, Scott Garner said, uh, when we saw it, we were pretty shocked and excited uh, the Garners were more than excited to learn of the that the rooms had contained. Uh, I can't freaking speak. Had uh, contained a rare and iconic image. Herring left behind a piece special to him, an outline of a piece called "Radiant Baby," uh, representing innocence, purity, and goodness. And it was likely painted during a visit to the home sometime before his death in 1990. He died at uh, 31 years old uh, to an AIDS-related illness. Wow. And Angela said it was done in gold paint and 
gold paint pen, and it was right above the light switch. And the Garners knew they had something special on their hands, and that was some, it was something the world would want to see. So she said, we always kept this under glass because we just wanted to keep it protected, knowing that one day we would possibly have it removed from the home to share it with others. They said they wanted to uh, enjoy the hidden gem for themselves, but not forever. Uh, the thought was, she said, 18 years ago. That's how long it's been on their wall. It's amazing. And they haven't done anything with it. Yeah. She said we would enjoy it for quite a long while, and then potentially, when our son became college age, we would take it to auction. Uh, so, Radiant Baby is ready for the spotlight. It was removed from the home, and we'll go to auction online first ahead of a live auction on September 14th. This is pretty wild. Uh, we don't talk about it a lot, but uh, Monet painted our garage door. Whoa, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's nice. It's, just, that's, it's yeah. white, yeah. but it's yeah. still... It's a Monet. Know, it's a Monet. Yeah. So, yeah. Keith Herring was born... Johnny Monet. Uh, Keith Herring was born in Reading. How about that? Uh, and I guess he grew up in uh, Kutztown. Where did he uh, go to high school? Uh, that is a good question. Don't really know. Uh, but yeah, he was, um, I think he started, uh, didn't, he was a New York guy eventually. I right? believe. Yeah. And that's, that's where, where he ended up. Yeah. He started doing like, um, um, not vandalism. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, street graffiti? art. Yeah, yeah. Street art. What's that? Graffiti. graffiti. Yeah. yeah. I thought. Tagging. Not a hundred percent sure. Uh, but, uh, the piece will be sold with a letter of authenticity issued by Alan Herring, Keith's father, along with a cubbyhole unit built by Alan Herring for his four children and two posters from various exhibitions. Uh, the starting bid's about $20,000. So, pretty cool. That is amazing. Yeah. It's always like the stories you hear when someone has like a garage sale and they'll buy a, a painting for, a, you know, right. it's like a starving artist sale and it turns out to be a Van Gogh. Right, right. Uh, before we go to another portion of the, wait, what does this say, Nick? You were right about the graffiti. Okay. Yeah, he did a graffiti art in subways. And uh, creating... Uh, the one- restaurants or the uh, uh, master? <laughs> yeah, it was mainly yeah. just in the sub shops. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, he created white chalk drawings on black unused advertisement blackboards mm. uh, in the stations and took off from there. Uh, real quick, going back to the, the Ben Franklin Bridge for a second, Dave wants to chime in on something. Hey, Dave, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Dave? So I used to climb them towers and then bridges to change the light bulbs on top. Oh, my oh, God. You really? were one of those? I love it. It was great. I'm wow. too old for that crap now. <laughs> wow. Uh, when were you doing this, Dave? How long How long did you do it for? I did it in my 20s for about seven, eight years at a sign company. Wow. It, was, uh, it was pretty cool, actually. It was a lot of fun. You know, I would take a backpack. I'd bring lunch with me, sit up there if you climb up. How much room and, uh, is up there? Not much. It's like a three-foot-by-three-foot triangular-shaped ladder oh, on God. some of the towers. Uh, it depends which one there. They're all built different. And really, uh, you, you probably don't have much. If you're, if you're climbing a tower, there's not much in the way of uh, safety harnesses and things like that, right? You get clips. You got, like, clips you could use. But we back in the 80s, we just free climbed them. You just free climbed them. So that which is okay. wild. So I'll, I'll show all I can do that now. Uh, get, get two ropes uh, about three feet long. And, uh, you know, I almost used them as hands as you reach up, you grab with your clip and clip it on, hmm. and you reach up, you grab with your next clip, and young clip and clip and cut. Okay. So what, was, what, was, what were the, the wind restrictions and things like that? I mean, you know, if it was like 20 miles an hour, would they let you go up? You know, what was the uh, what was the protocol? Uh, it was it was like climber's call is usually what we called it. You know, we <sighs> checked the weather. But uh, they schedule them, like, to be changed every six months, just 
so they always stay lit. So up in New uh, York, the legend was, and it's the truth, that on high-rise buildings and bridge maintenance, a lot of the people who did that work were Mohawk Indians because they were known to not have, in general, a fear of heights. Were you always, had you have you ever had a fear of heights at all? No, nah, not really. Yeah. Um, you know, after 30 feet, you're dead anyway, so doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, That's you crazy, think. Dave. <laughs> wow. All right, interesting work. Thanks for calling, man. We appreciate it. Wow. One more thing there. Uh, I used to be a graffiti writer. That's how I got started in the sign business. Oh, oh wow. Oh, kid. Yeah. Uh, That's funny. But not all tied to Hang on. Let's oh, see no. if he did the next story. Yeah. <laughs> one, more, one more thing. Preston, I still have your sign. This is Martino. Oh, dude, yeah. We, I was talking about that the other day. How things coming along with that? <laughs> Not too good. Um, <laughs> I can't find the, uh, the red ruby red eight millimeter glass anywhere. Unfortunately, it's, it is made. Is this the neon? It's a red. It's a Coca Cola neon oh. sign. And Dave said he would help me out with it. And he's saying oh. now it's going to take a while because okay. these think the replacement parts are really hard to find. <laughs> sure, it's a classic was, Coke sign. It was already like six months ago. So well, here's yeah. your update. Yes, uh, Unfortunately, it gets made in the Ukraine, and that place <laughs> oh my is God. blown to smithereens. Oh man! So we're 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 looking for. I have a girl who works in my office, and she uh, once a week. I'm like, yo, you gotta look for that ruby red. You gotta look for that ruby red. We've been calling sign companies oh, all man. around the country, neon plants. Um, we actually got to the point where we're like, you know, we should just call President, make him something else. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm open to that. It. If it's if it's too much of a pain, just I'll, I'll get it back from you, Dave. Yeah, we're, we'd like to do it for you. It's just it's, it's unavailable. It's a rare glass to begin with, and now it's ultra rare. By the so. way, Dave Dave is the guy who took the uh, the tower sign down from the Tower Theater. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. I, I climbed that one, too. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, so this is what he does. It's, it's a wild life, man. Yeah. All right, Dave. Yeah, now thanks. you work for Preston. <laughs> We'll see you later, man. Take it easy. Wow. Okay. Crazy. Um, all right. We're going to go. We're going to go to the. What act- is up, everybody? Hey, hey. Since we are away from a little ways away from fall activities, Kathy. Yeah. Well, uh, not that far. Um, well, I'm, this one's coming up. Uh, so I wanted to mention this. So we do have a fall activity section of the of the general store. Um, oh, that's a, I should go there then. <laughs> yes, you should because uh, Hellerick's Family Farm yeah. in Doylestown. Son of a bitch is stealing my Cool, so you're probably ruining some of my list. But no, because okay. it's this weekend. Okay. So, what is it? Uh, I wish he was dead. Redhead Celebration yeah, Day. No, ah. <laughs> what? All right. Okay. No, it's all right. What are you? Are it's you... throughout the season. <laughs> There's a day. It's September okay. 10th. All right. Okay. He and doesn't, he doesn't respect what I do. Uh, Were you going to hit this in fall activities? I well, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure Not out what to do. But, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, because I used Hellerick's Farm last year, but they have a whole new setup this year. So okay. it's like I kind of want to add them again this year. But I did. Yes, I did I see about this. Uh, well, I'm bringing this up for the redheads who listen for the okay. gingers. And it is uh, September 10th, noon to 7, and uh, they have a day where all the redheads in the area and the people who love them get together and celebrate their special gingerness. Uh, so There is something magical about a redhead. Everyone's invited regardless of their hair color. Yes, I do, I do have a fondness for uh, redheads. Though we did learn that redheads do not respond well to uh, pain management at the dentist. Yes, they're, uh, they can be immune to... Uh, Nobody. Yeah, uh, deadeners, yeah, essentially. Yeah. 
uh, to anesthetic. So they have an adventure farm and family-friendly activities. Activities. So many activities. <laughs> uh, admission to the Sunflower <laughs> Festival, three live bands. So they're going to be looking for, they're going to be having contests as well. So they're going to have uh, reddest red hair contest, the longest red hair contest, the best red beard contest. <laughs> Best curly red hair. What about nipples? And the oldest and youngest red hair as well. Yeah, and you know what? Any of these um, sunflower farms, you have to go to them in September because by the time my activities list comes around, they're gone. Okay. So so w- uh, give us an ETA on, on the fall activities because we're still technically in summer until September Yeah, no, 21st. I know. I, I actually was just like doing some research. So if anybody has any ideas, send them to me um, because I'm pretty sure I did everything in the area. Um, but no, that's <laughs> just when we give it to Preston. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, no, I think, like, the, we usually do it, like, the first week in October. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. So, anyhow, thought that was kind of cool to pass That along. is kind of cool, especially if you like redheads. Uh, this is another part of the store. It's the, uh, it has to do with activities, but it's a travel section. And this is a recap of the first Burning Man Festival after three years of COVID took place. Looked pretty crazy. And, yeah, in fact, um, it apparently was out of hand. There was an apocalyptic Eight-hour traffic jam in the sweltering desert to leave the site. So, yeah. Twitter posts depicted the post-reverie congestion, and also they had a Thunderdome there, complete with Thunderdome fights. Swinging. uh, I saw the whole thing. It it, it exactly looked like Thunderdome. It was insane. Yep. Uh, so, uh, one, the only thing that missing was the, the master blaster. One burned out reveler posted photos depicting 15 lanes of traffic that were Jeez. clogged bumper to bumper for miles, like something out of a classic disaster movie. I mean, it looks ridiculous. We've talked to people who've gone and who loved it. And Chikino goes yeah. every year with, uh, his buddy, uh, uh, David uh, Silverman. Yeah, and our, our friends in uh, the van there, people. Jess, yeah. and, Jess and Mike, they go every year as well. Uh, so uh, some burners, and that's what they call them, the people uh. that go to this, uh, reportedly had to wait as long as 12 hours to leave the event with one attendee claiming, uh, when we left at 8.38 p.m. last night, the estimate was six hours, but half our group took 10 hours, and the other half, uh, half of our group took 12 hours to get to the gate, Whoa. so this oh is to get God. out the oh, coiled, uh, you know, group of people just waiting to go to the event, and that's what you have here. But as you look at the picture, it, it's all like deserty, you know. <laughs> why are you? Why even just there? Where? <laughs> why'd you even go? I'm gonna guess. Oh, you mean uh, driving why? in and out? Yeah. You, you, I mean, you know, it's like the Bonneville Salt Flats. It looks like why? Do, you know, why don't you just? Everyone's, Go wherever they want. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine maybe they had packed that area down so it's easier to drive a vehicle on. Or, no, it, or from, is it like the uh, the toll booth and blazing saddles? From this from this point of view, we probably can't tell that maybe it's uh, the that the sand is, oh, is thicker uh, yeah. on those sides because this is from uh, up high. Is that to get out? Did you say? Or yeah. Okay, so to ten hours just to get out. Okay, because I, I have been in similar situations to get into a place. And that is actually, it was a lot of fun. That was a fish thing. It was a fish thing. But, it's yep. the, I mean, it's the same idea. You yeah. Know, you got all these, you know, like-minded people headed to this place for a giant party. And the party kind of starts right then and there on the way in. Remember, Michael Giacchino was saying how it was just it, uh, 
every day was a blast. Mm. Uh, so this was on the way out, and this wasn't the only disaster to plague the Burning Man, which was also beset by a Dust Bowl-esque sandstorm on Saturday, mm. allegedly obscuring the sun and carpeting revelers with dust. It also caused a whiteout that forced organizers to shutter entrances and exits to the site. Temperatures topped out at 105 degrees <laughs> during the week, uh, forcing flamboyantly attired attendees to strip down to their skivvies. Highlights included fire-breathing octopus and rhino contraptions, revelers dancing to Bohemian Rhapsody, while decked out in flamboyant costumes befitting of Brazil's carnival celebrations, and a stage brawl in a Mad Max 3-inspired Thunderdome. Uh, the accompanying footage shows burners duking it out with foam swords while suspended uh, by ropes and bungees from the area's ceiling like high-flying uh, LARPers. It looked pretty cool. Um, one thing that didn't happen, and it happened, I guess, for the past couple, um, like a death, there's always, you know, remember yeah. like I think last year, a dude ran into the fire? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, the they haven't before. had it in three years, but yeah, maybe the last one they yeah. did, yeah. Uh, as in years past, the fire Festival culminated in the lighting of the giant Wicker Man-esque effigy known as the Burning Man, marking the customary way of closing the show right, since the, the end. Inauguration in 1989. But apparently it was just a cluster I have to get out of there. Anybody else watch the uh, Netflix documentary about Woodstock 99? Yes. Man, is it uh, filled with anxiety and and it's so weird. And Casey, I know you were there, but anytime, I mean, I watched it last week before going out to the Gorge for a three day festival in Washington and it made me nervous. Because of that's that's how things can go wrong at these types of festivals. Most of the time they go right, but if they go wrong, they go wrong south in the in, in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, they can get bad. So, but this one, you know, seemed to be okay, other than just it, there were so many people there that leaving was a Is real that problem. Something you would ever do or would ever? I done? would love to. It yeah. looks like fun, but it's a big undertaking. Yeah, I don't have the time. It's a real pain in the ass to get out there, but I think it would be a lot of fun. If you have a decent place to stay. Yes. If you've got a nice Dolly Parton's tour bus. That's yeah. the one you need. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to close up shop. Casey oh. says it's time to shut down because we got a guest who's going to be joining us. So I'm sorry. We'll open up again soon and you can swing by and uh, browse the uh, the aisles. Porn section? Yeah, we got a porn got section. Got fresh pawn in. Come on in. Not a felching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second and we are going to get our friend Gary Goldman on the program. So stay with us. We'll be right back. The new and improved MMR app is out. It's faster, better organized, yet fully customizable to your liking. Start poking around now. If you want to know what's going on at MMR this week, select our featured section to show up in your app feed. Stay on top of what Jackson, Brent, and Jackie Bam Bam are up to and select their show pages. Plus, you can make sure you're ready to win in the next MMR contest or see our latest concert photos. Look for Marissa's App Hack videos to get the ultimate user experience. So update your app now and then customize it to make the new MMR app your app. Our next guest is uh, he's swinging through town next month. He's going to be at the Sellersville Theater, and uh, he's always great to talk to. He's one of our favorites. Please welcome the amazing Gary Goldman. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, Gary. It's so great to be back, guys. Nice to have you on. You were, uh, we're, we're talking to you via Zoom. You're sitting in your car. Are you in a parking lot or? Yes, I'm, okay. I'm in a parking lot at a, at a hotel. I'm up in uh, Peabody, Massachusetts to visit my my mother who uh, is still alive. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Well, yeah. Good that you're visiting her while she's alive. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's 89 years old. 
Can I just say something? And with all due respect to Master Spa, <laughs> is is anyone still using the radio traffic report to navigate <laughs> their commute? Oh yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. I, you mean like what the report that I give them? Yeah, sure. Not well, it, because not... you're thinking they're already in the car, right? No, I'm thinking they should download ways yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you can use. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I you mean, know what? I, I, but Carrie, I have a, I have a lot more information than Ways is going to give. Like how long they're going to be out there? What's happening? Because depending on what it is, you can tell how long something's going to be closed or how long it's going to be out there. See, see, oh, it doesn't okay. affect you as much because you don't drive as much as you sit in parking lots. Yeah. Right. And and Waze doesn't give you the, the mass transit updates. Uh-huh. As well. So there you go. I don't either. You really <laughs> and great places to purchase your next spa. Yeah. Yes. Yes. When was the Gary? last time Waze recommended a spa place for you, Gary? <laughs> Get off my back, Gary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, oh, Gary, I have a question for you. Are are comedians still funny? <laughs> you know, with all the changes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel that you guys are in a tough position right now as Master Spa is more valuable than I am. <laughs> Listen, if we have to, we will cut through you to get to Master Spa. <laughs> It's just the way it's. It's a. T- you know this better than anyone. It's a tough business. What what kind of vehicle are you sitting in there, Gary? By the way, and that's my first question. The second question will be: Do you have ketchup packets in your console? I I don't have any ketchup concepts in my ketchup concepts ketchup packets in my console, but I do have a lifetime supply of Wendy's napkins in my glove. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You, you too. I, I get in trouble with my girlfriend, Gary, because I, I hoard napkins and I, I keep them in the car in all of the doors. All of the doors in the car have napkins for just... Uh, I respect that. Thank you. Nick, and there's and, napkins behind Nick's computer right well, now. Well, there are spills occasionally, and I believe that the napkins uh, prevent... Uh, damage when when spills happen. So uh, I'm glad that you have them in your car as well because it makes me feel better about myself. Yeah, it's 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 important, and eventually I will go through uh, one tenth of them. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you're 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 kind of doing your part for the environment and using it because sometimes uh, fast food restaurants will give you a stack of napkins yeah. the size of a Bible. Right. Yeah. All right. And right. you know what happened with that? They're just going to get thrown away. A porpoise will choke on them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can't have that. In an Old Testament Bible. Yeah. With the, with the with the five books of of Moses, I, I, I speaking of which, and and this is a really cheesy segue, but I'm 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 writing a, a memoir, and so I'm I'm covering my time at a Jewish day camp. Okay, okay, and I never went to overnight. Jewish camp because it was in a different tax bracket. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's September, and I'm wondering if you guys noticed that when your uh, adolescent Jews returned <laughs> from their <laughs> Jewish summer camp, did they seem to have a lot more confidence and ease <laughs> with members of the opposite sex? Like, 
they went away as Ross Geller and <laughs> returned as as Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> <laughs> And I cannot forget my resentment, my jealousy. <laughs> and I, I remember asking this kid, I said, well, well, how much does this Jewish camp cost? And he didn't know, which, which tells you everything you need to know about wealthy kids. <laughs> I, I knew what everything cost. I knew what our phone bill was. I knew what the tax bill was because... It, Poor people, their parents, all they do is complain about what everything costs. It's true. It's true. But well, did you notice that about the, the, the level of Jewish self-esteem <laughs> after this, this summer camp where nobody knew how big a nerd they were at their own public school? Nobody knew that they had a cruel nickname. That's true. Or, or that in my case, they once... Um, got out of a fight by saying they had a bar mitzvah lesson. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. You honestly got out of a fight by saying you had a bar mitzvah lesson? Uh, yeah, I said, can we do it tomorrow? I have to see Cantor Pesseroff this afternoon. <laughs> and it worked. Wow. And it, wor- and it worked. They were accommodating. It was still... It was still close enough to World War II where there was some sympathy for Jews. <laughs> I think that would confuse a lot of people. My, my friend, uh, you know what, though? I had uh, one of my really good friends growing up was Randy Kostanowitz, and, and he, I, I think he would bear out your theory about um, the, the camp, the Jewish camp slash Masters and Johnson Clinic. I think that, because <laughs> he had swagger. He really did. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very interesting, and they would come back, and they they would all say, and whether it was true or not, you believed that they. I had a girlfriend at camp. I I I kissed her by the lake, and and all these stories, and and all I had was was some uh, bike rides to Seven Eleven for Slurpees and, <laughs> and baseball cards. But these kids had real. They had this thing called Color Wars, which was like a a kosher Olympics, and. They would all be more athletic at this camp because the the obviously all the non-Jewish kids were were gone, and and it was it was sort of like if if uh, the NBA instead of drafting players from all over the world, they they only drafted players who played at at Brandeis. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask you though. Hang on a second though. When did you when did you fill out? When did you eventually turn into the the person that we're looking at right now? Because if anybody doesn't know what Gary Goldman looks like, he's he's about big. six three, six four, six six. six, six. Okay, so I, I even gave you a couple yeah. of less inches. Uh, you were a D Division one football player, if I believe. For, uh, you, I think you played tight end at Boston College. Yeah, handsome as f, right? <laughs> at what point did this all happen for you? Uh, I was six foot five and about 160 pounds as, as a uh, 16 year old, and then I I filled out when I was 17. So I had a a reasonably attractive junior and senior year of high school. But as as you know from adolescence, through I'm I'm now 52 years old. I still see the the 16 year old beanpole. 
in the mirror. I, I, I it, yeah. It, it, oh, listen, you, I'm you, still, ne- I'm you never lose yeah, that. I'm still the, the, the kid who peed the bed at, at a sleepover back in the <laughs> 80s. Like, I, you know, I'm 40 some odd years old, but I, for some reason in my mind, I can't shake that kid. So I, I, I do get that. But at a certain point, I remember running into a guy that I went to high school with and he and I were, you know, around bed the wetters. same or bedwetters. No, no, around the same height <laughs> or whatever. And uh, it was probably at like our 10 or 15 year high school reunion. And he grew. He was probably about six foot two or so and, and, and really handsome and successful, had a really great college career, ended up getting a great job, but still held all these resentments back from when he was 14 or 15 years old and wasn't able to let them go. And I just I'm like, wow, why is that? Like, look at you now. You, you're doing you're doing great. And uh, but yeah. I, I, I live it as well. So I guess I shouldn't be asking that question. It's interesting. It's very, it's very sad. It's, it's, uh, the, the insecurity and, and I'm sure some people are are safe from it, but it's, it's just, luckily my insecurity manifests itself in, in compassion and, and difficulty with eye contact. But, but some guys insecurity, they're, uh, they're just mean and angry and and aggressive and and luckily well you have I mean, I've, you have I've a spigot yeah you have a comedy <laughs> spigot that allows you to to tap into you you have there's there's sort of a Holden Caulfield esque type of um you know uh, thing that uh, is, and sometimes you you become hyper empathetic and and uh, that's why your your comedy resonates because I I don't care even if you are that high, super successful guy who's good looking you know just in general. Everyone has that moment. It is a foundational moment. How was high school for you? How was junior high? What was school like? If you're a guy, what was your relationship like with your dad? All those things, you know, it's been the, the stuff of, of literature and legend and lore forever. And it's because it, it you can't escape it. It will impact you all the days of your life. Wow. That was, that was really well said. Thank and, you. And- and really insightful, and I, I think that's the the thing you learn in in comedy is that, that you think these things that are so specific to you, nobody will understand, and then you you share them, and and it's 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 quite an interesting experience that that Greater Philadelphia can enjoy at <laughs> But it's true. It's it's more than just stand up. It's enlightenment. That's really nice to hear. I I wanted to catch you up with our friend Todd Glass. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I talk to him on a on a frequent basis. I he's the only comedian I've driven two hours to see. The last time he was in in Philadelphia, and we got to spend the 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 shows. I watched both his shows that night, and he's just he's he's funnier than ever. And uh, Chip Chantry, who I, th- I believe is a friend yeah. of the show, he opened. And, and Chip is going to be opening for me at, at Sellersville. So it's a it's a, a really great comedy community there. And, and Todd is also working on on turning his his live show into kind of a, uh, 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 he, I, I think he wants to do maybe a residency in New York or something like that. So he's huh. oh to do like just like a, like a stage like a like a more of like a uh, um, a stage presentation an evening with yeah kind of thing yeah, so yeah. I always think that a comedian who says an evening with 
is going to wear a, a, a smoking jacket and and try to pick up on your wife after the show. That, right. <laughs> uncomfortable with an evening win. Uh, so, all right, listen, you know, when, when push comes to shove, when it's all said and done, at the end of the day, it's all about family, don't you think, Eric? <laughs> Listen, I reached out to Gary back at the end of August because uh, something popped up. It was uh, it was a bit that you had done back in 2016, uh, and it's it, the bit is how states got their abbreviated uh, abbreviations. It's achieved classic status at this point. And I I listened to that bit, and I texted you. I, I listened to that bitch, a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what he calls yeah. comedy bits he loves. Yeah. He calls them bitches. bitches. I listened to that bitch so much. Yeah, I listened to that. Who's on first? Pitch and I loved it. <laughs> I listen to that bit so much. I swear to God, it's like listening to my favorite song. I don't listen to any comedy bits yeah. as much as I do that entire album. And that album came out in 2016. It is a masterpiece. Now, listen, we had Stephen Wright on yesterday, and he, he's got a way different style yeah. of comedy. And your style of comedy, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to put my finger on it, but it is so smart and absurd at the same time. Does that make any any sense to you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a, there's a silliness to it, so I, w- I would say that that intersects with with absurdity. But but oh my word, Stephen Wright is uh, a, an immortal in the in the Zeus Apollo uh, <laughs> uh, Hercules area. And so, w- was he on Zoom or did he come into the studio? No, nah, it was just on the phone. On the phone, yeah. We, on the we, phone, we, yeah. On the phone. But he's great. The great thing is, uh, Gary, and you'll know this, when you when you get a Stephen Wright or somebody, you know, it's like, oh, my God, you are you are Stephen Wright. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he sounds, the delivery, the cadence, everything, but a good interview. But, you know, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, we, we talked, he, he has become an adjective now when you describe comedy styles, mm. and that says it all, right? Yes. Totally. I, I mean, I, I remember just the just like what what Casey is saying. Just the amount of joy that man's <laughs> jokes and routines brought me in in high school at a at a and and again, it's at a time when you think nobody else understands how funny this is. But then, as you get older, you realize oh, millions of people <laughs> were, were able to connect to, the, to this guy. But it, there, there's something about a a good comedian who does weird things that you think, oh, this is only for, this is only for me. It's it's really a, a, a special relationship. I feel like Todd Glass does that for us. Like I I always think like, I think Norm Macdonald said that Todd Glass was a comedian's comedian's comedian. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and Norm, Norm was a, a Mount Rushmore level comedian. Yeah. yeah. Did did Norm? Come on the show. He yeah. did, and I'll tell you what. And I said this before. That was in the top. We, I really don't get nervous with people coming in. Maybe two or three times. Norm, because I just love Norm Macdonald so much, and his uh, the I always talk about the economy of language in his structuring of jokes. Uh, uh, and he came in, and I think he he actually sold out, but he still came in, and which is cool. And he yeah. was he was he was great. He was Norm Macdonald. Yeah, I I remember listening to an interview with with him where he talked about how people assume that he just goes up there and and tell and talks and it's automatically funny and he said you have no idea how how <laughs> effing hard I work on these 
jokes and and writing and it was it was really inspiring because we're i mean some people do this on purpose but others we just don't know they they make it seem like this just comes naturally to yeah. them and it, it's it's really a, a, a testament to his humility that that he would talk about how how hard he worked and and it was it was really inspiring to me because it's it's it it makes you think that well i I just need to put in the effort and, and perhaps I can I can capture some moments like that. It, it, it's it's really sad that that he's not with us. And, yeah. and also sad how he didn't tell anybody. Yeah. No. Yeah. But that that would that fits firmly yeah. in Norm Macdonald lore and an approach to life. He it would he did not want that to, um, you know, get in the way of the humor. He did not want that to be the cause of you know, perhaps anything that would sway people on how they would react to him. And, and he did it, man. I mean, here's a guy who did it all on his own terms and you got to respect that. Yeah. I would be, I would be telling everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You'd begin the show that way. Did you watch the Tim Nataro uh, documentary? Uh, Because she had gotten her cancer diagnosis and then like basically went on stage that night and yes. it propelled her, uh, you know, and, and her, um, just her name so so forward because her that act that night was so raw and so real and funny too. Uh, that yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, it was what a what a great documentary that was. Yeah, I I love her work. I I watched t- probably during the pandemic. I think it came out. She made this special on HBO Max that was that was animated, and it, and it's just. I mean, she's almost like Schleprock, which is a reference that... <laughs> I remember Schleprock. Schlep yeah. That's so few people... But she has the worst luck with her health. It's, uh-huh. yeah. it's frightening. Yeah. Um, that may be the first time that Schleprock was ever brought up by, I guess, of ours I, I in mean, 27 years we've been together. I'm glad Gary did it. Uh, if you are just tuning in, it's Gary Goleman that we're talking to. And yes, he's going to be at the Sellers Theater on October 22nd, the Born on Third Base Tour. You'd mention your um, memoir, working on that, it says tentatively titled K through 12. Are you just going to be covering that portion of your life? Yes, yes. For some reason, I have this this unusual memory of everything from the first day of kindergarten and through through my senior year of high school. Like I have I have clearer memories from first and second grade than I do. And I'm not, not exaggerating. Uh, this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Well, that's on how that. much they they've impacted you, resonated yeah. with you. Those those things. It probably all all of these. You know, you've talked. You've been very very open about uh, anxiety and things like that. A lot of that probably goes right back to those days. Also, can consider this at that point in time, you didn't have a head full of memories that were battling for dominance. So they got there first, and they've been hanging out the longest. It's like I always reference the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle description of Sherlock Holmes, and that Sherlock Holmes was so brilliant but did not know that the the, the planets, uh, you know, revolved around the sun because it did not... It did not help him in solving crimes. Everything was refined down to what would help him solve those things. And so... But that's... I agree. I have really tangible memories of like second grade and you know a kindergarten as well and yet i get foggy on details that were <laughs> that are more within the the current time it's it's crazy 
I didn't I didn't know that about about Sherlock Holmes. I I think that happens to a lot of comedians that that we block out everything that isn't uh, content or or what do they call it copy or whatever. Right. And and so we concentrate on these things we can make into into jokes and so our our knowledge of things such as as the planets and <laughs> and the solar system and and Pluto's status as a as a planet <laughs> they're not as funny but I I also think that that a lot of comedians are uh, damaged. <laughs> no, there's a case yeah. to be made. There's oh, yeah. a, I think the uh, the uh, I forget who is saying this, but I think uh, you know you have to be. Um, a, a a repository of insignificance. You have to have. Uh, I always say I can I can talk about anything for about a minute and seem like I know what I'm talking about. Just about everything, <laughs> and then then the charade is up. You know, like that that imposter syndrome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was I was listening to that that Led Zeppelin song today, <laughs> and I. And I may have known this at some point, but I didn't know it at the time. I thought to myself, oh, Preston and Steve are a classic rock station? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were just a, a talk show where I came on and I, I told stories of my life. And, and also, they're only on when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so listen, anybody who has never uh, heard your album that came out in 2016 is called It's About Time. Listen to it as soon as you get the chance. It is it is great. Uh, and there are so many awesome bits on it. But also The Great Depression was uh, just a revelation. Uh, what a great album. What a great uh, special you can actually watch on television. And that what you're doing now is born on third base. And so are we going to see this anywhere? Uh, Besides Stellarsville Theater. <laughs> right. Yeah, someday. But with, with The Great Depression, it was sort of urgent... Because it was it was timely to get it on TV, and also it was it was so clearly worthwhile that people wanted to turn it into a, a special. Whereas what I'm working on now is is uh, less important. I think it's it's mostly autobiographical regarding how poor I was growing up, and 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 also how I, I manage to run out of money every few years. What's wild about the Great, Pre- the, the Great Depression is, all right, so you have a line that was sort of glossed over in uh, uh, It's About Time, where you said, you know, I'm not judging you, I'm on everything but roller skates right now, which was just, it was a one-sentence line in, just to let everybody know that, like, that yeah, that you you suffer from depression, I, and and it just sort of glossed over. Like people, you can hear that line and not even understand what you fully meant. And then when you do a whole hour special, basically explaining what that line meant is just brilliant. And I, you know, I don't know what the response was that you got from that, but I, I would imagine it was probably overwhelming. Well, that's that's really interesting. The response is overwhelming. I mean, I continue to get messages literally every single day of people who are just discovering it or, or using it to show their family what it's like to be uh, depressed. But 
the the interesting thing that I I don't think anybody's ever brought up it's about time but the funny thing about it's about time is the is the complete lack of interest in that special and my inability to sell it to anyone and and lost money for everybody involved mm. that led to the uh, crippling depression that made the Great Depression possible. Like I was, I was so devastated by the fact that what I thought was my greatest work was was completely ignored. That I mean, there are a million other things that go into a, a, a breakdown and, and a hospitalization. But I, I really believe had I had not put so much uh, effort. And so much of my self-esteem into the results of the the it's about time special. I I probably wouldn't have had to go through as as long a period. But also, I probably wouldn't have been so open about my depression. I could have lived with it and managed it, and it wouldn't have been so clear that I had to. The the thing with when I first started workshopping the the stories and jokes on the Great Depression is that. It was so clear there was something wrong with me because I was so shaky and and I looked so disheveled that I had to address what was going on in my head. So it was a sort of a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. All right, well, with the titles, It's About Time and the Great Depression, those are pretty self-explanatory. I'm intrigued by what Born on Third Base is supposed to indicate. Well, Born on Third Base is this... Is this uh, expression that I, I've, I've heard attributed to people who probably weren't smart enough to come up with this. So I, I don't know who came up with it. But <laughs> it, it the, the expression is he was born on third base and he thinks he hit a triple. And, and I, I talk about how I grew up on food stamps and free lunch and, and welfare, but I was essentially born on third base because people will ask me, well, what is the, what is the key to your success? And I, I normally tell them I'll, I'll let you know when I get there. But if I had to choose the keys to my success, I would say um, uh, tall, male, <laughs> and white. <laughs> I, I was born on I was born on third base. Despite my financial condition, I was a white man in the seventies. I got a scholarship to play football at a good school that I never could have gotten into or afforded if it, if it weren't for this, this weird thing where I was athletic through no fault of my own. I, if you had given me a football at 14, I, I would have decorated it. I had no <laughs> <laughs> interest in, in playing football. And then these guys saw me in gym dunk a basketball and they were like, you're going out for the football team right. and we'll get you a scholarship. And, and in the eighties, stuff like that happened pretty frequently. And so then I get out of college, I go into show business and I'm a Jew, <laughs> which is you're few and far between in show business. <laughs> Uh, you, I heard Mel Brooks is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though, Gary? As, as I'm hearing you talk, uh, just to jump in here, there and then you're st- I, I I completely hear everything you're saying, and it's I had this discussion with my wife. You know, you demure from compliments. We had Bill Burr on a while ago, and he, he we were I was complimenting him about one of his specials, and he 
he like you know comes back and shoots himself down. He goes, "I'm sorry, I just I'm not good at this." And and, and it's like at a certain point, um, you know, it's like you have to give yourself permission to step back and go, "Holy hell!" I, I, you know, it, it it it. I'm not a silver platter person. You you put in the hours. You've done your suffering. It's not you know, and just. Like I, I tell my wife all the time, take a compliment, learn how to take it. It's it's because <laughs> do, do you know what I'm saying? It's 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 yeah. difficult, and I I have trouble practicing what I'm preaching. But it, I think it's an essential thing to be able to look back and say, okay, this I I worked for this, and and I I deserve at least some of this. That is that is true. But I remember reading a uh, an essay by Kurt Vonnegut about this survivor's guilt that he had and it really resonated with me it's just that and you're in a very competitive business as am i and you see people who are who are talented in some cases more talented than i am and for whatever reason the audiences don't don't appreciate them or or find them or seek them out and so there's this there's this guilt and I, I, I always think of, of I don't want anybody to to think that I, I don't recognize how, how fortunate I am and, and know how grateful I am because I, uh, I'm in this, this right. incredibly competitive position. It's, it's, mm. it's so bizarre that we, we rely on, on people to to be dedicated to us, and yet we don't really think that much of ourselves. <laughs> That's true. So it's are, true. Is that the same Kurt Vonnegut that was in Back to School? Because I probably wouldn't know who that was if he didn't show up in a movie with Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, it's the, it's the exact same one who I, I... I mean, I'm not an especially religious man, but I've I've cobbled together a, a philosophy based on, on Kurt Vonnegut novels and indigo girls lyrics <laughs> we were just talking indigo girls they're i mean they're they're great they're brilliant and and so so heavy uh, also i find good quotes on on good reads <laughs> <laughs> do you remember years ago i don't know if people remember the reader's digest condensed versions of novels do you remember oh, that my word. yeah they used to be the big things i mean i mean what author would not love to see a pair of scissors taken. <laughs> I mean, masterpieces that are. I don't have time to read that. If you yeah. could, if you could truncate it a bit for me, you know, leave out Romeo. I just want to find out what happens to Juliet. <laughs> right, but but the thing is, most people haven't even read the condensed version. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. true. It's true. All right. Well, listen, Gary, we. Always appreciate uh, an opportunity to talk to you, and maybe we'll get a chance to chat before you get in again sometime. October 22nd is the show at the Sellersville Theater. There are tickets available at GaryGoleman.com. I'm sure we'll link that on our you have to uh, see website him. and socials and stuff. But, yes, you've got to go Just see Gary. Just the best. So uh, tell your mom we said hi, all right? And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bud? All right. Thanks again for accommodating me, guys. I love you. Anytime. We love you, too. Gary Goleman, guys. He's the best. He's great. I had no idea that his uh, that that 2016 album wasn't successful for him because it's a masterpiece. It it is it is so good from beginning to end. He spent 
two years and, and, and uh, he was yeah. hospitalized. Yeah, he yeah. had a, a full mental breakdown. And, yeah. he, but he, and he says, he talks about how um, he's dealt with this. It's this bizarre thing that always, you know, you say, why, why him? But um, he said the experience was good. He, he goes around actually trying to tell people that, as you say, often pressed and talking to a therapist, talking to a third party, talking to someone who can give you some perspective yeah. can really make a difference. That's what brought him back. He's, you know, but uh, that sense of humor certainly has helped him all his life. Absolutely. All right, uh, we're taking a break, and as we do so, uh, we'll give you something to make you happy. Uh, Minions, The Rise of Gru is on mm-hmm. digital, and it's the number one animated movie of the year. Uh, with two all-new mini-movies as well, Outtakes and More, and you can order it on digital and Blu-ray now, so we'll take call number 16-215-263-WMMR. We will give that to you just for hanging out. And don't forget, we got a secret text word, too. It's a chance for you to get tickets to uh, Tenacious D this Sunday at the man. So text the word secret to 39333 because we'll get a winner shortly for that too. We'll be back in just a moment. The new and improved MMR app is out. It's faster, better organized, yet fully customizable to your liking. Start poking around now. Fans of the Preston and Steve show, put their show page right up top. See the latest Preston and Steve t-shirt designs in the rock shop. Watch daily rush videos. Or want to hear Preston and Steve podcasts first? Totally your call. Look for Marissa's app hack videos to get the ultimate user experience. So update your app now and then customize it to make the new MMR app your app. Shall we do the bizarre part? Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, we're going to begin with an alligator story. We've had a lot of alligator stories, and believe it or not, I will have more alligator stories tomorrow. Wow. Even. Like, I've got a surplus of alligator stories. Sorry, I lost my hand. A uh, 77-year-old woman has been attacked by a nearly 8-foot alligator in a Florida neighborhood. Uh, the Bradenton woman was rushed to the hospital after she was bitten by the reptile that had been lurking in a pond. An alligator bit my hand. Oh, my God. <laughs> Neighbors heard the woman's screams and one rushed outside to help. Uh, Florida's home to 1.3 million alligators. They can be found in all 67 counties of the state and often lurk in local ponds and wetlands. Wildlife I, officials uh, arrived on the scene to investigate. I wonder how the, the population now compares to years past. Mm-hmm. Has it exploded? Is it about know. the same? Not yet clear how severe the woman's injuries are. A neighbor who had rushed outside help saw the alligator on the sidewalk shortly after the incident. As he started yelling at it, uh, the gator released the victim and proceeded back into the water. We should, down there at least is what they should do, they should uh, have orangutans in golf carts with guns. Yes. Driving around. Yeah, as security. As security. Yeah, to keep the unwanted alligators out. Uh, my mom and sister, where they live, there's a, a pond next to the parking lot. There's a gator in it. Mm-hmm. We just we discovered him this year. It's pretty wild, and I've seen him uh, the both time, last two times I've been there. So. Uh, it can be like a deep puddle, and I'm like, there's an alligator in there. We're not going near that. You're, you're smart to just assume that if you're down there, <laughs> judging by the amount of stories Preston has had. You yeah. can't rely on the orangutans. Yep. Except the monkey shoot him. <laughs> That's where um, Robin from Guppies lives now. Down oh, yeah. In, in that town. Oh, in uh, St. Petersburg? No, no, in the town where your story is. Bradenton? Bradenton. Oh, Bradenton. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, as they investigated, police officers had a weapon on hand in case the alligator attacked. Uh, the gator was measured at 7 feet 10 inches long and euthanized by a licensed nuisance alligator trapper. Steve, you notice how these attacks never happen in Canada? Never. 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 
All right, uh, we should have audio for this. This is from yesterday. Julie uh, Julie Chin is her name, a news anchor on the Tulsa, Oklahoma, oh, yeah. NBC affiliate KJRH. Uh, has revealed she suffered the beginnings of a stroke during a live television broadcast. Uh, The journalist was delivering the news on Saturday morning. She started stumbling and was unable to read the words that were right in front of her. She said she seemed to, uh, it seemed to have come out of nowhere. I felt great before our show. However, over the course of several minutes during our newscast, things started to happen. She said she first lost partial vision in one eye Mm. and added a little bit later, my hand uh, and arm went numb. And then I knew I was in big trouble when my mouth would not speak the words Aww. that were right in front of me on the teleprompter. She tra- she desperately tried to steer the show forward, but she said the words just wouldn't come. So here we have a clip of her in the middle of this newscast. Artemis won the first step in the race to return to the moon. Chris Pallone, NBC News, Cape Canaveral, and Florida. Throw it to her. The Tulsa, our, the Tulsa Air and Space Museum is hosting a launch uh, today at the at the at the event um the event features uh live uh i'm sorry something is going on with me this morning and i apologize to everybody let's just go ahead and send it on over to meteorologist andy brown we love you so much. I'm we sorry. have those days, and we are all feeling well. Get yeah, so I can't was... read it. There's no, there's no words on it. He was having a stroke. <laughs> he was there too. Uh, so she apparently her coworkers identified that something was wrong. They called nine one one, and she spent the last few days in the hospital undergoing wow. all kinds of tests. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was mentioning this, uh, Nick, like with the the ear situation with your dad. This is a, this is a uh, if it's caught early, the the product. Uh, prospect of a, a full recovery is really good, but you got to know those signs. Uh, she said she'd be back at the news anchor chair to share more stories after they continued to test and look into what may have happened to her. Yeah. Uh, the Canadian Army is investigating after a video was posted on social media showing a soldier parachuting over uh, Petawawa while drinking a beer. <laughs> the video shows a bearded That's pretty cash. Canadian soldier attached to his parachute and slowly descending over a large body of water. He then holds up a beer, opens it, and starts drinking of it. And then the soldier says, the government, <laughs> and shakes his head before the video ends. Uh, the video started circulating on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok on Friday. It was also publicized by Task and Purpose, which is a U.S.-based website that covers military and veterans affairs. National Defense uh, Defense spokesperson said that the soldier is from the Quebec-based Royals 22nd Regiment, and the video was filmed during recent parachute training at Garrison Petawawa. Mm. The soldier in the video is no longer serving, having left the Canadian forces on September 1st. It was like his next to last day. <laughs> okay, he was like I'm cracking a beer while doing this, so I don't know if he'll face any. Maybe kind more of people would jump out of planes if they allowed you to do that. Disciplinary thing or not? Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. Two earthquakes hit Lechtenstein just as lawmakers, this is in Germany, just before lawmakers, or just as lawmakers in the tiny Alpine principality were debating the pros and cons of earthquake insurance. What? Lawmaker, Can I amend my vote? Uh, lawmaker Bettina Petzold Mayer had just warned that the chances of all Lechtenstein citizens uh, being affected by an earthquake striking the country was high when the first small tremor hit shortly before 2 p.m. Is Liechtenstein a country? It's its own country, okay, yeah. Okay, all right. It's one uh, of the only countries in the world that's twice landlocked. Uh, twice landlocked? Yes, surrounded by countries that are also landlocked. That's pretty oh. crazy. Fun fact. Uh, Mayor... <laughs> 
laughed and continued until the there second... be a little animation that comes out. <laughs> the second quake struck, visibly shaking the room. And uh, she said, uh, the speaker, Albert Frick, uh, said this, <laughs> this is getting a bit much. You never know if there will be aftershocks or not, announcing a 15-minute recess. That's what Frick said, anyway. Uh, <laughs> records by the German Research Center... What the frick are you saying? <laughs> frick saying. Do you know we're double landlocked and no one brought that up? <laughs> the other one. They really make him feel good when he shows up for work. Yeah, they have a little, uh, everybody sings to him. Here comes Frick. <laughs> the other one's Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan oh. yeah, twice is the landlocked. twice landlocked. Well, let's all sing a song of celebration about that. They like that guy. Police said no injuries or damage were reported, and they gave a magnitude of 3.9 for the quake. And that's, that's a decent quake. It's a good spot to wrap yeah. things up right there. Mm-hmm. It's our file for you this morning. All right, Kathy, let's do this. We need a caller for the secret text word, please. 12. All right, we'll take 12th caller, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the secret text word. We'll come back in a second with more no's from the back-to-school A to Z. What will it be next? You're going to have to wait and find out. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, We need to get a winner uh, for the secret text word. We were looking for caller number 12, and I believe we have that person. And it's uh, Shauna that we have on the line. Hey there, Shauna. Hey, bothering me at work. Oh, <laughs> what we do. Shauna, do me a favor. We need to know what the secret text word is. Do you know it? Yes, it's kibasi. Uh, kibasa, yeah. <laughs> That is absolutely correct. Or some people say kielbasa. Yep. Uh, Shauna, hang on the line. We got tickets for you to go and see Tenacious D this Sunday at The Man. Uh, tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. You can go to WMMR.com for more ticket information. Oh, were we going to play a little thing for Shauna here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, why was there a fart in there? Dude, good question. I have no idea. Hang on a second. There's literally there's an edit at the beginning. How I you know when know. you put so many farts into so many things, they, they just they it's all, like glitter. It gets everywhere. Yeah, it gets everywhere. <laughs> I, you know, I, forget Project Blue Book. I want to figure out how farts end up in every one of our effects. Okay, L- listen to this. <laughs> 
That had to have been a mistake. Well, I don't know. Well, we could go a back, of an edit. find out what we were doing on July 1st of this year, and that's when that edit was made. <laughs> July 1st. Chances oh. are it was fart related. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. Okay. Here we go. From the beginning. <laughs> there's something else there, too. Yeah, yeah there's somebody yelling the in the yeah. background. So. <laughs> I wait to... <laughs> <laughs> That's how the corn song came in. It almost me. sounds like, are we talking? Yeah. Somebody's about to say, are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Dear still still Pierre's catchphrase. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we had a random texter that won as well. Tickets to see Tenacious D. And it's Brett uh, Fasine, I believe is how you say his name. And he is in... That's got to be Schwanksville. Yeah, Schwanksville, Pennsylvania. Hey, hey Brett, congratulations. <laughs> Marissa, I think, might have the uh, Oh, the, the answer. Lowdown, yeah. Okay, Marissa. Is Alan Ruck in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yes. Okay, so it was Alan Ruck's birthday, his 66th birthday. Um, we played the fart sound and the Shauna. Uh, we played Shauna and the fart sound played. Ah, uh, okay. Is it? So maybe but, it's been an error since even An error sitting that. around that time. So we talked about the fact that there was a fart in the beginning? Uh, yes. Oh God, and we never fixed it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to see if I can fix this. Should Two he months, fix it? No. Days, I think it's beautiful. And four hours later, we're still talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me see if I can fix it again. It's like that it. original corn discovery. All right, he fixed it. <laughs> no. What? All right, let me hit one, undo one more time. Let's see okay. what that does. There it is. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay. Worth it. It was. It was. All right. Uh, we should do today's lesson question and give away something there. We have a pair of tickets. Shauna. As we're presenting the Bill Burr live program, slight return Friday, September 16th, Wells Fargo Center. The question is, those California mini shark bugs are going to need what? <laughs> 215. <laughs> Two one five two six three WMMR. Those California mini shark bugs are going to need a what? Two one five two six three WMMR. You had to have heard it in order to know the answer. It was earlier this morning in our eight o'clock hour, and I want to see if you know. We'll do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, it's brought to you by Horizon Services. Book early with Horizon Services heating, cooling, and plumbing to refresh your heating system for just $79. And then lock in an AC tune-up in the spring for just $59. Book fast at horizonezbook.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, the family is an ongoing theme in his Fast and Furious films. Tyrese Gibson had to be ordered to pay $10,000 a month in child support by an irritated judge. Gibson defended himself, saying he always meant his pretend movie family. No. Hey! Olivia Wilde says she was distraught over having to cut some sexually charged scenes from her movie Don't Worry, Darling, in order to get approved by the MPA. Wilde says one sublime scene in particular had Harry Styles docking with a mule. <laughs> God! <laughs> <laughs> and finally, She-Hulk actress Jamila Jamil. Slamming people for perpetuating this rumor that Leah Michelle can't read, saying it's harmful. Said Jamil, quote, Leah cut road gooder than a Anglush treacher. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. We're looking for an answer to this question. Uh, those California mini shark bugs are going to need a what? And we are going to go to 
Josh to see if we can get an answer from him. Yo, Josh, good morning. Oh, he hung up, I oh. guess. Yeah, so, all right, we're going to go to Toby and see if we can get an answer. Hey, Toby, good morning. Morning, it. All right, Toby, those California mini shark bugs are going to need a what? Smaller boat. A smaller boat. Yeah. You got it, Tob. Hang on. So we just got you a pair of tickets as the President Steve Show presents Bill Burr's Slight Return Friday, September 16th at the Wells Fargo Center. Tickets are on sale now via Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. So we'll start with this corn bassist, uh, Reginald Fieldy Arbuzi. No. (laughs) Arvizu. Okay. His his nickname is Fieldy. Uh, Says that his Stillwell project has nothing to do with corn. I said via social media some clarity about Stillwell. I've been doing Stillwell for about 16 years. This isn't something new, although. Uh, to some of you, it is, and that's cool. Along with my bros, Wov and Q, we've put out three albums. We're about to drop our fourth. He continued saying it has nothing to do with corn or my status with corn or anything else. It's just heavy music. I love Q. Or he said it isn't heavy music. It's alternative rock. Uh, he added, we've always wore, wrote uh, Stillwell music while on tour with Corn or at home, and we've actually opened for Corn back in 2011. And add one more little fact: the first Stillwell video, "Killing Myself to Live," was during a Corn concert back when David was in Corn, and he's in the video. And that's how far back Stillwell goes. Again, it isn't metal or new metal or heavy music. It was just my way of being respectful to the integrity of Corn. I knew Stillwell had to be different. You know, you there you go. It's the original. Prove the Rock history can usually be found in somebody's closet. Seven minutes of amazingly clear fan shot footage from Led Zeppelin's legendary September 4th, 1970 concert at the Forum in L.A. has been discovered. Uh, the footage, which is now up on YouTube, has been expertly synced with the classic bootleg of the show titled on Blueberry Hill. And was shot by fan Eddie Vincent, who smuggled his family's wind-up 8mm Kodak brownie into the gig, which allowed him to record in 30-second bursts. He's like, rerun. Uh, yeah, at the Doobie, Doobie Brothers show. Yeah. yeah, with a trench coat. Where's that footage? <laughs> uh, Vincent told Classic Rock, I had really great seats. They were right behind the band. I, could, uh, I had seats in the front row right behind John Bonham's kit. Uh, the only problem was that you couldn't really see John because the ongoing because of the gong was there. But he came around and chatted to us while they were doing the acoustic set. So <laughs> I haven't seen any of this yet, but I am interested because they're calling it really good footage. It's, it's wild. There was some Jimi Hendrix footage that mm, surfaced recently that was like in, in superb condition. Uh, him playing outdoors. Hmm. And um, uh, the clarity is just amazing. It's like, is this somebody pretending to be Jimi Hendrix? But it's him. And it's it's wild. And then finally, coming on October 13th is the autobiography from ACDC frontman Brian Johnson. It's titled The Lives of Brian. Uh, So the book has been delayed for about a year, and it will be published by Day Street Books, an imprint of the William Morrow Group at HarperCollins. Uh, The Lives of Brian show follows Johnson's first book, Rockers and Rollers, Full Throttle Memoir which detailed his life story through his love of racing and automobiles. 
Uh, the executive editor said in a statement, Brian's memoir captures an unforgettable moment in rock history. Anyone who wants to understand Brian's roots as well as the moment of ignition when he joined ACDC and helped create a monster album will be in for an unforgettable ride. So I guess it's kind of about back in black. Well, I yeah, it would have to be, right? Which would be great because that album's a masterpiece. So we will see. And there you go. That's what I have in music news for you this morning. All right, so let's give away something as we take a break. I have a case of Trogue's Lucky Holler Hazy IPA uh, for caller number 17 at 215-263-WMMR. By the way, it's a hoppy, hazy harvest ale delivering bright waves of pineapple, juicy mm. citrus, and ripe passion fruit. It's so go- good you'll want to holler, they say. Uh, pick up a six-pack today. <laughs> at your- at your local Acme market. So, color 16, is that what I said, or 17? <laughs> I remember. Connor will tell you if you win or not. Vibe for, he's, what, what is that? Oh, 17. Uh, he did this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. I, I get it now. It took me a minute. All right. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Beastie Boys on 93.3 WMMR. The nose in the end of the back to school A to Z. And I think we got one more note to go before we move on to another theme. Which is one of the great things in the A to Z that you find these little pockets of certain words and phrases that continue on. And it's kind of fun to try to think alphabetically what's going to be coming up next. I was doing just that. Yep. Yeah. And uh, there is one more to go in the nose uh, that Pierre is going to have. So he'll get in here in a little bit and continue that on. Um, I would like to say thank you to Gary Goldman for being on the show hey. today. Uh, so good. Gary's great. We had uh, we had funny stuff. We had serious stuff. We had some uh, you know uh, little moments there that were kind of a little thought provoking. That's him. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So uh, Gary was calling us from his car. <laughs> He's waiting to see his mom, uh, but it was really nice. He's going to be in town at the Sellersville Theater October twenty second, and uh, tickets available at GaryGolman.com. And he's also going to be performing at the Baby Grand in Wilmington uh, later on in November. So uh, you'll be able to catch him then if you don't see him uh, this next time around, which is pretty cool. So it's nice having Gary on. So we need to do the letter of the day. Do we know if uh, he's here or not? Uh, I didn't see him. Okay. Mm. We should do this. Let's do this. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... O, as in O-range. All right. And we have two more to go. I know that's not even a word, but we'll (laughs) we'll let it fly. (laughs) 
So we have two more to go, and we will give away a Pie Zeke round barbecue and fire pit kit from Landis Block. And Landis Block, you can start imagining your backyard paradise uh, by looking at the photo gallery that we have online, or they have online at LandisBC.com. So, uh, yep. All right. Um, I guess we just need to thank our sponsors. Yes. And then move out the way so Pierre can uh, take you through the rest of your day. The President Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. Acme, official grocery store of the President and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Duncan. The President and Steve Show runs on Duncan. And by Squeezed.com. Feel great and lose weight with Squeezed. Tomorrow on our program, we are going to have uh, Kevin Smith yes. in the studio. He's doing the uh, Clerks 3 screening and Q&A tonight at the Keswick. He will be in our studio tomorrow, hopefully. We'll see about that. <laughs> he's doing a fair amount of press on it. So. I have to remind him tonight okay. uh, that he's coming in tomorrow. So somebody can remind me to remind him. Okay. And then also we have... Oh, comedian, uh, Dion Cole. Dion Cole joining ah, us. Okay, yes. cool. So we're going to have a good time tomorrow, and hopefully you will be joining us. But stay here all day long. Continue on Back to School A to Z. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. <laughs> WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two bat two bat bat badoo ga ga bat bat.